Ladies love lavender link. Ladies love lavender link. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. It's a good one. The human torch was denied a bank loan. Bananas and pajamas are coming down the stairs. Potatoes are good food. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Welcome, Snowflakes and Trumpets, to Trouble Speak, the only show on the internet called Trouble Speak. It is May 9th. We've got some topics, some news, some debate, but first, let's meet our contestants. She's a full-time student, part-time server, and all the time adorable. Gabba, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, I'm alright, I guess. Uh, what's up, everybody? Alright, alright, alright. He's a Pisces who enjoys music and tends to ramble. Rob, good to have you back on the program. Hello. <laughs> okay. He's the first time <laughs> guest on the show, but he plans to give this panel a run for their money. Robbie, welcome to the show. Hello. All right, let's go to the show. First up, calling this whole segment Trump That. Because I don't really give a about trying to Trump That. Because I'm hot, and you're not. <laughs> that make you have a job. Okay. Uh, start off with the whole, uh, whole bar situation. Uh, Attorney General Barr is kind of the new punching bag of the left, it seems like. Um, I guess everybody involved in this whole investigation, the Mueller report, all of it, it seems like the blame just keeps getting passed along. Like, well, I'm not the one that didn't get Trump impeached. It's him. Oh, no, now it's him. Now it's this guy's fault. Um, I don't know. Booker and Harris and anybody running for president seem like they're just trying to get shots in here and there, just trying to look presidential and shit. They're just trying to take shots at Trump, so they got that going for him. Am I missing something in this whole situation, or is this all just really pointless? It is a constitutional emergency, Nate. It, it really is, though. The president, I mean, if the president succeeds in uh, blocking Barr from testifying and doing all that, uh, it would mean that he has the power to do that for other things, not just related to the presidency. He extends his power. And that, he really doesn't have the power, but there's nothing that says he doesn't. It's basically just precedent that says he doesn't. Right. But the problem is precedent is always law, but... That's probably that's actually kind of what he's been doing the entire presidency. If he's breaking down precedences, right. just because in the fine text it says he can do this, but he really can't. Nate's a business, or not Nate? Uh, Trump's a businessman who is gonna do whatever he can to get away with whatever he can to make as many moves as he can within the realms of legality. Uh, if there's a way for him to get around it and make it look a little bit confusing. And that's what he's yeah, going to do. I mean, he campaigned on to... that. He even said, like, there's a way I can get away with this and not pay taxes on it. I'm going to do it and make better laws, write the laws better. I mean, in a way, that's a way of forcing people to make laws that make more sense. Laws that do closing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, closing the loopholes. When they leave the loopholes open, people, nobody cares when it's somebody who is popular doing it. That's if true. If someone who's popular breaking through the loopholes, it's just like, oh, well, you know, that's just how it goes. But when it's somebody who's unpopular or somebody who's going against an establishment, quote unquote, then all of a sudden it becomes a big deal and then we gotta start closing the loopholes, so I don't know. 
sometimes, but this is not a case of just like a loophole that's been constantly like this is something that's unprecedented. Even Nixon didn't ever have have this scenario come up because he didn't have he didn't really ever have the support or the power to do this. Well, Trump does, and he the problem is this might continue until after uh, the Supreme Court can even step in because this is what it's going to end up with: is the Supreme Court going to step in and say this is constitutional or not? But the Congress does have the power to subpoena the president. That's just something they have the power to do. But he can deny it, technically. Yeah, I mean, after the whole uh, the whole thing with 9-11, it gave a lot of power to the executive branch in general, where the executive branch has the ability to run wild on everybody, <laughs> fucking Hulkamania style. But we, they haven't used their full power yet. Bush used quite a bit of it, getting us into wars and shit. Obama used it declaring new rules and new laws and put in place with the executive order. And now Trump's just going fucking bananas with it and saying, what else can we do here? It's How far can we take it? Like Trump as the president is breaking all this. like the Overton window keeps moving. Each new presidency, they see they push the envelope just a little bit further. And Trump's just this much further along the line. And it's like just, I think they're mad. They're like, no, you're ruining it, Trump. We're trying to do it slow, but we can do it the right way. If you do it too fast, people are going to get mad at us. There's that. Yeah, it seems like Congress is taking a big step back. They don't really want to do their job, so it seems like the executive is fighting against the judicial half the time anymore. I know Trump said that uh, Mueller may testify. He, he's talking about that again, and uh, you know, Congress is still trying to take a uh, what's his name Barr into that next level. What is it? Are they trying to indict him? What are they trying to do to Barr right now? Uh, they're act- okay. So he they're trying to get him to testify, holding him yeah. in contempt. That's what I was reading about. And but and he's denying it claiming that protection from the president. So Congress can arrest him and hold him for up to a year until he uh, complies with Congress. But the problem is that in the past, this has never had an issue that's directly affected the president. So the president stepped in, citing executive privilege, which has never been applied to a situation like this, but there's nothing that says it can't. And that's the problem. It's basically just that no one knows what to do because this has never happened before. Right. The whole new frontier, kind of like, uh, you know, the Internet coming up, you know, there weren't laws in place. We kind of had a gentleman's agreement up until that point. Now that we're sit- sitting in a situation where things can change, now we got to deal with them. we got to start thinking of new laws. we got to think of new ways to deal with it, decide what we need to deal with and what we need to just let go. Right. So like Trump's all about subverting expectations. It's like, okay, here's the situation. Here's what you should do. Like, as if this would be the presidential <laughs> thing to do, it's not do this thing. Trump's just like, well, I'm going to because I can, and who's going to stop? And he's got and, a strong base still. I mean, even with all the things that have been going on lately, his base is still there for him. Right. I really think he could punch a baby at this point and still have his. <laughs> his baby his was liberal. strong. But, like, what I've noticed, especially, is he's coming increasingly unpopular with the younger generation. Like even like people in my classes, like they're they're rednecks, they're extreme rednecks to like basically imagine a stereotypical redneck. That's kind of them, but they're starting. They're getting to a point where you know if they actually sat down and looked at the issues, they'd probably vote more Democrat than they would for Trump because he's becoming unpopular. He's doing things that people don't like, and they just don't even realize it. Well, plus you're you're getting closer and closer to college, and Democrats look a lot nicer when it comes to paying for college. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, but like <laughs> these aren't. I mean, these aren't people going. To it's not why I am a Democrat. Okay, <laughs> we got her mm-hmm. cornered. No, or the is. other thing, huh? All right, there's well, lots of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sticking with uh, the Trump and geopolitical issues and whatnot. Uh, Venezuela is looking kind of bleak at the moment. 
Um, I very briefly looked. I really haven't been following this. I'm sure Robbie can give us more more details on it. But basically, uh, Maduro is refusing to give up his power right now. People are in the streets rioting, starving. It's just a bad scene. So, kind of the things I wanted to cover here is um, the U.S. and the other con- certain other countries are getting involved. Like they're kind of backing Maduro, or not backing Maduro, backing the opposition. We'll get into all that. Um, I kind of want to talk about though how Venezuela kind of got to this point and why the other countries are intervening and having to back aside and all that sort of thing. Um, it's Chavez, socialism. It's exactly. Yeah, that's what, what everybody is. likes to blame. They're like, "Oh, it's socialism's fault." Immediately, the boomers fact, love to jump on that immediately. But you know what the funniest thing in the world is? Venezuela was a fascist country up until a socialist took over, and they actually did really well. People were really happy underneath, uh, I forget his name. I was going to say, Hugo uh, Chavez was president him. kind of through the 2000s, and everything kind of got great for a little while. He got crazy popular. They no, this was even before that. This was like, before, like, before, like, in the, uh, like, after World War II, uh, socialist regimes took over, and people were incredibly happy with this because the country was getting rich. But then, American influence started becoming a, a normal thing about in the 90s, and it started this slow decline that just kind of boiled over in about 2010, where this current geopolitical st- like they their current status is just a result of foreign influence toppling a kind of shaky regime that was working. America has never done that. You cannot prove that America has ever done that to any country. <laughs> Wait, when it's you say Americans, are you talking about actual Americans, or are you talking about the people who control us? Oh, I mean, actually, it's Ironically, a lot of private military companies have been doing this in the South American countries. They'll be fighting the cartels, which at the time were not very uh, powerful. They were kind of gaining power. This was about the time when Castro, not Castro. Castro's Cuba, isn't it? Yeah. Which he's <laughs> what's, ironically, what's, uh, all those brown people Cuba look alike to you, huh, Robbie? <laughs> no, what's the famous uh, cartel leader? The big, big one that went to jail. The Clintons? Well, he didn't go to jail yet. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember. Like, basically, like, this was just the problem of Americans sticking their nose into things. You're not even the government, mostly. It was private companies and the military mercenaries. And then... They saw a prospering country right for the picking. They could get in there and get some of that money. Yeah, and then the government stepped in to fight them, and then our government stepped in to protect American interests. And then it created this clusterfuck that's still continuing to this day. And then, obviously... The guy that's in charge is not very popular, so he tries to control not. the population. That's and what I was going to say, though. It's like the decline started over. before he even took over. Like, it was already a sinking ship, and he's just kind of like, uh, I mean, he hasn't really done great with what he, even with what he's had, but he kind of took he over a, a failing economy. He wants to be king of the ashes at this point. Pretty much. Well, I know the president, uh, he arrested their top opposition uh, Wednesday night. I guess he towed yeah, his car. Uh, I had his name. Guaido. Yeah, Juan Guaido. Um, is like a lot of people say he's the rightful heir to presidency, and that's what they're trying to push because different laws they had over there, he should have been the one who was president, and they said that they rigged the election, and that's how he got it. And that's kind of where a lot of this fighting came from. I mean, what it really comes back to, I mean, I honestly think it's about the oil and the money, pretty much the same reason why we have the issues over in the Middle East right now. People have different ways of how they want to see the money and the oil going. Some people want it to go to the people. Some people want it to go into their pockets. And become richer. And you know, another problem is the oil used to be a lot more valuable. The oil in the country's running out, essentially. So when it had more value, more people were able to take advantage of it. Now that it doesn't have as much value, it's being 
stowed away and put in less hands or how what's going on it, it's uh they, they're making enough oil they, they're making a ton of oil but there are other countries in the world that have more resources to export it so they're selling it for cheaper so no one's buying venezuelan oil so venezuelan oil is just being sold to its neighbors or in, inside the country and that's not making as much money so how did so it get to that point because don't they have like the world's largest oil reserves they're sitting on all this oil at one point yeah and then but then other countries found oil like canada uh canada is actually the largest importer in america of oil we actually get most of our oil from canada and people don't really realize that which kind of confuses me and also saudi arabia really ramped up oil production and kuwait was destroyed and that caused a lot of problems there's just they lost all the competitions so people saw opportunities so they rushed in and then venezuela just couldn't compete well, there's and there's a whole pretext of a war happening as well, because, you know, there's a lot of interest in there, U.S. interest, Russian interest, Israeli interest. And, of course, Michael Bolton, not the singer, decides he wants to take it up another notch. And now Trump's even re revolting against him, saying, no, I don't want to go to war that way. I want it to go a different direction. You're going to make me look bad, you motherfucker. You know what? There's not going to be a war. I, I don't think so. It's going to be another nothing burger. But, I mean, they got to be careful here. Neither neither side in Venezuela has enough support. This isn't a case of like a cult of personality rising up. This is a case of we don't like either of these people, and they're fighting between themselves. So eventually, the military is going to take over. Yeah. And then a military there was a coup, coup attempt and there a new recently. Now the problem is, is it's going to be fascist or socialist? Depends on what we want. I mean, what they want. Right, right. Uh, because this, uh, I forgot his name. This Juan Guaido, wasn't he arrested recently? Like, there was a coup attempt, and then uh, they picked Maduro. him up. There was a coup attempt against him, but and, and some of the military forces have actually gone over to the opposition, but the current opposition leader I don't think is actually in country. I think he's actually in Washington, D.C. right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, but when they talk about Maduro fleeting to Cuba, and this is when kind of all the other countries started involved, and Russia and China are backing him, and... It just seems like this Venezuela has just like become this pawn and like this big the Russian back leader, Maduro. He's in he's in country. He's in the yeah, capital. Yeah, right, right. I'm sure there was talks of like maybe he should flee to Cuba and Cuba's talking about yeah, come over here, we'll take care of you oh. until this blows over. And he's like not doing it. So, well, if he flees the country, that is spelling doom for him. Absolutely. That's why the queen, the king, didn't flee the country during World War II. If it's a problem of you know, if you leave, people are going to lose faith. It looks you. bad. Yeah. Right. He's trying to stay, either. be like, I didn't abandon you, my people. But the problem is people aren't buying it because they have the internet. And they right. can see what's going on. That this is, that he's not the good guy. They have the internet and they don't have food. It's a bad combination. Yeah. All right, people are joining them. Like, I know the military is being ramped up because, and the military is actually kind of loyal to the president because they're getting food. Right. That's why it seemed like the coup attempt was going to happen. Some of the military was for The rest of the military was like, I don't know. Maybe we should stick with him. And yeah, it just didn't work out for him. That's how civil war could happen. Right, right. I feel you. Uh, how do you see it all shaking out in the long, long term? What's, what's Venezuela's future? It's not going to be fun. And it's probably going to be another quake. Uh The oil is going to run dry or get destroyed in a... Right. Uh, but the civil war, if it does happen, will not last long. People will. There's there's more poor people in Venezuela than there are politicians. There's right. more poor people than the military, and the military can't control the country for that long. So if it takes over, you're going to see a new Arab Spring, but for the Venezuelans. Right. And it's either going to end up with a new ally, a new democratic country, or it's going to end up with another 
like collapsing regime. It actually might end up basically like the Catholic version of the Middle East. Huh. Interesting. I mean, yeah, they can they can bicker and fight all they want at the top. Eventually, the poor are going to rise up and eat you because they're hungry. You can't keep that going forever. Um. So yeah, that's what's going on in Venezuela? Moving on. There's more. Um, Iran. I know you wanted to cover this a little bit. Um, I think Trump backing out of the Iran deal is kind of old news. I don't know if you wanted to touch on that at all. Oh, the deal that basically says that they that confirms that they will not get nukes for at least ten years. But uh, he basically uh, got rid of the deal so Iran can get nukes feasibly in two years. Uh, but, but he's yes. like, well, they have they're giving them nukes. Basically, we're hoping them get civilian nuclear weapons, not nuclear weapons. Not nuclear weapons, which is this thing. Uh, uh, like nuclear reactors. Right. Civilian nuclear reactors, which we know will not turn into weapons for right. at least 10 years. And even then, 13 years to actually get a bomb. Wait, did you but tell no. me that nuclear weapons don't exist, Robbie? Is that what I heard correctly? Are we on conspiracy mode already? I mean, yes. it's only, why have we not destroyed each other? I mean, have you been to <laughs> Craigslist? <laughs> I can buy but, a nuke. It's, it's, it, the nuclear deal on paper is an awful deal for America. It makes us look weak. But mm-hmm. in, react, in, in actuality, it is actually kind of America is the strong man in the relationship, really. We're making sure that Iran does not get nukes for at least 13 years. Now, wait a second now. I didn't look into this report at all, but I watched a very short YouTube video about it, so I'm now an expert. According to this video, <laughs> everything about the deal was great. They're severely limit the amount of uranium they can enrich. They severely limit basically everything they can do with it. And like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And the UN's going to come in and randomly inspect you to make sure you're holding up your end of the bargain. And in return, we're not going to sanction you. Yeah. But there is one little problem in that when the UN comes in to inspect, they can delay the inspection for damn near a month. That was that was the original deal. But uh, there was a reoffer that Iran did when there was talks of getting rid of the deal. I think this was under Obama, but this might have been under Trump, where they basically said, okay, you can have inspectors constantly stationed. Aha! Uh-huh. But obviously that didn't work because the deal was destroyed. Right. It was a good deal, and I don't think I don't think he read it. I don't think Trump read it. When he That's got what I thought when I heard that little clause, I would think, okay, obviously that was Trump's problem with it. But if they did away with that, if they were willing to negotiate on that too, where's Trump coming from on this? <laughs> now, that never was finalized, but it was thrown around by the Iranians, right? Because obviously they weren't renegotiating yet. But yeah, that was the original, like, I, the deal could have been renegotiated, but getting rid of it completely makes them angry at us. Obviously. And they can get nukes within three years. Hmm. So here's Trump. Obviously, this is just going to escalate from here. Trump's in it over a warship <laughs> just to be like, hey, you know, you should listen to us because Jesus Christ. Um, why isn't he fucking negotiating? Why is he flexing on him? Why does Trump have to flex on everybody instead of negotiating? Because Donald Trump... Okay, he Donald Trump views negotiations as a weakness because look what happened in North Korea. Right. He yeah, screwed up and he he on his face. I mean, he thought he looked good in there. He thought everything was going right. And then as soon as he left, he was like, also, nah, we're just not going to do We ain't going to do anything. Like, you also got to remember, Iran's not Iraq. Iran's not Kuwait. Iran's not Jordan. This is Iran. Right. This is a government that does not like America. The people of Iran like America. They are turning to America's side. But the problem is, if he does not work with Iran, the people will not work with America. And so, you know, you have this problem of 
basically, I, 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 what I heard about and what I was wanting to talk about with the Iran is uh, apparently the Iranian military was planning an attack on U.S. troops. Yeah, I was reading that too. That they're more of a they're the big fear actually. The Iranian militia and the Iraqi militia are more of a bigger problem than the rest of the political stuff that's ongoing right now. Now, but under George H. W. Bush, under Reagan, under Obama, under any president in the last eight years, this would have been dealt with diplomatically. This would have been we send an emissary first, and we talk about this we make sure this attack didn't happen but that's not what trump did you know what he did he deployed the abraham lincoln which is expensive and it is not something you do as a threat that is something you do if you are planning to go to war this is not something that you just deploy as like a a strong arm this is something that it's cost so trump much money know that, that or did yeah, he say you start in the biggest ship we have out so they know we're not fucking around but trump doesn't have the power to deploy the abraham lincoln he has the power to say we're going to war eventually. Admiral, get something over there. That's why the Abraham Lincoln was deployed. Mm-hmm. He does not. He, I guess he does have the power, but he would have to ask for the specific ship. And I don't think Trump knows how to do that. Okay, so based on what you're saying, it seems like people are on our side. The military isn't. Is this part of a larger shady plan to oust another leader and try to install somebody friendly to America? Where okay, they know the militias are against us. They staged our troops getting attacked so we can just roll in there and smack their dictator well, out. I mean, I, I could see that kind of, but like, it it, it wouldn't work as a black uh, black flag, I don't remember. False flag? False flag or whatever. Uh, but uh, it wouldn't work because, first of all, our troops are not in Iran. Our troops are pulling out of Iran. Uh, second of all, uh, if Iran did this, they would not be doing this like lightly this would not just be like oh yeah we're just going to take an opportunity strike this is a major plan and also uh if we start bombing iran what do you think the people are going to do not be on our side like everybody else over there so if anything this is a plan from iran to get their people on their side strong on the united states so they're trying to throw up a counter right now and put it up there like come on do something to us so that Mm -hmm. we can get our people on our side and then we'll be firing the character hit down b yeah they're going to try and pin America as the aggressors. So America, Iran will never strike. They don't need a lot of paint. <laughs> and if they do, then it will not be intentional. This will be an accidental strike or something like uh, one commander on the border accidentally orders their men to fire on the troops. And it just escalates from there. That's exactly what almost happened in uh, Pakistan uh, a couple months ago. Uh, a One one uh, pilot accidentally shoots down an, a Pakistani pilot and it ends up in an air war for a bit over uh, the border. And this is that's what would likely happen in Iran. But this is not something that the government will do lightly. This is probably intentional trying to get Trump to show his parts. See where you come from. So we're talking about, I mean, obviously everyone, as soon as anything happens anywhere, everybody starts talking about World War Three. Can you see it escalating to that point? Do you see other countries stepping in if shots are fired? Russia doesn't, Russia doesn't like Iran. Russia has never worked with Iran. They don't like them. Uh, Iran actually kind of worked against Russia in the Afghanistan war, the uh, Soviet-Afghanistan war. Uh, this is not something that Russia will back Iran on. At, at best, you might get a Saudi Arabian uh, joining in on the side of America because the Saudis and the Iranians are two different types of Muslim. They don't like each other a lot at all. 
And also, you might see Afghanistan joining in the defense, but Afghanistan's more loyal to America than it is to Iran. This will be a localized regional conflict. Basically, if it does happen, Trump's probably going to use it as a victory. Be like, oh, look how strong I am. In actuality, it won't escalate much past that. But it will be another Middle Eastern war. Right. I mean, right now is the perfect time, too, with the 2020 election coming up. It, I mean, they love to have some kind of war happening around election time, so that way they can have the sides evenly picked out, who's on what side, and all that garbage. So I could definitely see things ramping up a little bit. Uh, it would be- Iran's tricky, though, because, I mean... Iran does seem like it might be the catalyst for something bigger happening. You know, it would actually be really good for Trump because we've never voted out a president. We've never voted out a wartime president. There you go. There it is. That's what I'm thinking. I think it's happened one time, and that was because his term limit was up. We've never, like, this would solidify his second term if he did escalate this further. It's disgusting. He might do it. This would not. This would really hurt the Democrats. This would make the Republicans take control at least for another four years, if they don't already have it. I. I, I, We still got some time. (laughs) Just depressing. Uh, Unless you got anything else to add on that, we will move on. Basically, did you what 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 ship did you use, sir, Rob? The USS Enterprise, the same one that Tom Cruise was on whenever he filmed Top Gun. So you were not on the Abraham Lincoln? No, I was not. I was on one of the oldest nuclear uh, nuclear carriers that <coughs> exists in the Navy right now. Is the Enterprise still commissioned? Uh, as far as I know, I don't know. I'm a bad fucking airman at this point. Airman, not a seaman. I worked on aircraft. Important distinction. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, Rob brought this up to piss me off, so I got to mention it. Uh, much like Catboy Bebop story, a live-action Legend of Zelda confirmed on Netflix. Yes. Was it? I couldn't find anything on this. Netflix wants me to just take them down. Like, they I'm haven't confirmed it yet. It, it's just in the talks. It's just in the talks. Nintendo can still shut it down. Netflix can still shut it down. No, I saw an article that said that it... I didn't. It didn't say confirmed or anything, but I saw that they they were talking with Nintendo about it. Rob, did you send me fake news just to trigger me? <laughs> I, I saw like an article from 2016 that said uh, that uh, alleged that there was a leaked uh, show going, like there was a leaked script online or something like that. But hmm. that was supposed to air 2017, so I don't think that's real. Unless they've majorly delayed it. No, it's real. They're just in talks right now. They don't have anything confirmed. They're still trying to make it all, you know, get it taken care of. I think it was a teaser, or not a teaser, but a tester to see how the how the public would react to it. Uh, okay. It was pretty negatively, but I don't know. Where there's money to be made, Nintendo likes to put their nose <laughs> everywhere. If right. they can get into Netflix, they're going to do that, too. Why don't they just make an animated one? Make what? Make an animated yeah. show. I could get behind like an anime style, like Castlevania. If they did that with Zelda, I'm in. You're talking about anime or animated? I mean, Castlevania wasn't even, it wasn't like a Japanese show or anything. It's just the art style looked very anime. Since it's Netflix, it would not be an anime. Uh, Netflix actually has multiple original animes. But they're not, they're not Japanese. No, but I mean, they are in that style. What is an anime anime style? I mean, like Pokemon. I mean, not Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Is that an anime? Is it not? I thought it was I guess, yeah. Is Yu-Gi-Oh American? 
So, I, so what is otherwise. an anime? Is it an art style? Is it just animation that comes from Japan? Like, how do you draw a line in anime? Well, that's, what, that's what the word anime means. It, it, it doesn't refer to the style. It refers to where it is from. I but guess we maybe love like, changing the meaning of words these days. Yeah. So, <laughs> is America culturally appropriating anime right now? Is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that would love to call, like, Avatar an anime. It's not really. What? It's cartoon, but... It's good. Avatar. So. Okay, I thought you were talking about the... Uh... Not the movie. God, not the movie. The Nickelodeon Avatar. <laughs> that movie was awesome when everybody watched it, and then they wanted to bitch about it afterwards, just like Titanic. I uh, did not like it. I have never seen it. I watched it in Israel. I watched it in 3D, and I thought it was wonderful. I have watched <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender, though. Which That's is what, what I'm talking about. originally talking about. Yes. I did not watch that. Highly recommended. Very underrated. Well, but yeah, the Zelda good. Zelda TV show on Netflix would be garbage. Everybody knows it would be garbage. I don't know why they would even think of throwing that idea out there. I don't think you have anything to worry about, Nate. You just got to worry about Cowboy Bebop. I wouldn't put it past Netflix to do this. If they can get the rights for it. I like I said, if they animate it, it, I can I can maybe get behind that. It would really depend on the script. It would depend on if they're going to have Link talk. Like if I hear his voice and he sounds like fucking Titus from Final Fantasy X or something, I'm, uh, I'm going to throw up. Uh... <laughs> Kind of in the same vein, we'll do this. Uh, the Sonic movie trailer gets released on the internet to not very many happy people. No. I played one Sonic game and it was a hand-me-down from my sister that I played on the DS. Everybody has a played a Sonic a game. Game Boy cartridge. Like and I have no interest in Sonic at all. I couldn't beat the first level on my game. So <laughs> not that you don't have interest, it's just too hard. You didn't yeah. get good. Like, I, 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 I was real little when... I played that game, and then I was just like, oh, well, this is not fun. I'm done. And then I just never got into it. Hater. Anyway. In the minority community, Sonic is like a biblical god. It, he was the Mario for the brown people. There you go. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> they don't know, Nate. They don't know. I'm confused. Mario is Italian. That's Mario not... is white. Okay, but Italian people aren't necessarily white. You know what I mean? Song no, like, blue, and as as Doug has told us, blue means black. Look at Skeeter. Look at thank Skeeter. You. That's all you really need. Thank you. Purple. Skeeter, oh, who is Bebe? Is she blue? Bebe is purple. Yeah. Yeah. She's purple. She counts. Blue, purple. She counts. She's Those probably Latina. Blacks and browns. It's, it's a way of sneaking to the children. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> what about magenta and freaking blues clues? That's just a different breed of dog. I, I mean, that was just like. Just look at Sonic's shoes and tell me that he's not I'm... black. Steve Urkel was his voice on the cartoon show. Come on. Was it? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Your little white family matters was the voice, but he's not the voice in the movie, and that's what makes me hate the movie. I don't care about the weird-ass Sonic face and all that I shit. care about the weird-ass Sonic face. <laughs> Listen, I can't take any Sonic theme, movie, whatever format they want to put it in these days, no matter what it is, I'm not going <laughs> to take it seriously whatsoever. Ever. Well, like Tails. Everybody likes to. Well, uh, yeah. The crux I mean, of the story it... is the internet shit on the trailer so bad they are now quote fixing the movie. So they're going mm-hmm. back to the drawing board to redesign this character that they spent who knows how many millions of dollars filming what they have so far, and they're doing it over again. Is this the first where That's public outcry? Ghostbusters. What they do with Ghostbusters? Uh, okay, so they were originally supposed to have. I mean, this is my personal theory. They've not confirmed this. But uh, they did the CGI for uh, the big the new Ghostbusters movie. 
Right, right. The CG, the big CGI bad guy that was the ghost from the side of the car. If you look at his animation style, it is incredibly similar to the Marshmallow Man from the first movie. Almost to the point of that when they he does damage, they actually do very similar damage to the way the Marshmallow is attacked, except they don't the burns don't turn black. And he was he has the same proportions and generally it's very similar. So right. a couple people were thinking that uh, they had originally planned for the Marshmallow Man to be the big bad guy of the movie, but the critical response to the trailer made them change it because they also never directly reference what he is. Hmm. I guess yeah, it's not, on its eyes with weird. First shit. time this has happened. Then public outcry changes something. It happens all the time. Really. I they, feel like hey, the day with Game of Thrones. I feel like the internet was too mean to this poor Sonic movie, though. Like, I mean, it's funny, like, it's a meme, but, like... Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. It looks But have you seen it? It looks like you should be arrested. It's a little terrifying, I'm not gonna lie. Like, just... Hey, in the trailer, he was arrested, so... It has the body of a small child. It's really weird. It's creepy. Yeah, the legs are weird, really and weird. he yeah. doesn't have gloves, right? Isn't it just like white hands and not gloves for some reason? Uh, no, I, I think it's. Uh, I can pull up the picture. I don't. Are, were his shoes red at least? I don't. Yeah. I, I think, I no, so. the shoes were red, but they were real shoes. Oh that no! Yeah. Not, they did not look like the Sonic shoes. They were real running shoes. So, so they're just trying to go too realistic. Basically, yeah, what the trailer it's was, it's from what I saw of it, it's like that uncanny movie, valley feeling, you know? <laughs> people making this movie have no desire to try to capture anything about the fandom, anything about the games. They were making a kid's movie. They just picked a character. I feel like Sonic could be replaced with a character from a different game, and it wouldn't change this movie that much. I don't even, It might not have been originally meant to be a Sonic. It though. probably wasn't. They had a movie going, they're like, hey, we got the rights to Sonic. Can we do something with that? <laughs> What happened was Jim Carrey showed up with a weird-ass mustache one day and they're like, oh, shit, we got a Sonic movie, guys. That's fucking robot. Nobody. But uh, this is the best thing that ever happened to that Pokemon movie with Ryan Reynolds. Probably. Like, that, was, that, that was a movie slated to be, like, a mediocre success. But after this, this is that movie is going to get <laughs> so much more business. And it's going to get... It, and you have the comparison. Because the movie was probably going to be mediocre. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. And it looks pretty good. But it was probably just going to be like a meh movie. But compared to Sonic, people are going to love it. And it's the best thing that ever happened to that film. Because it's going to do so much better now. I mean, the Pokemon brand already, it was going to make its money back no matter what happened. Oh, yeah. yeah but and it also wasn't going to be like a major success. Ryan Reynolds is in it. Like, already people are going to go see it. That's true, too. Uh, I actually saw something on Twitter. Uh, apparently, there's an artist who was just like drawing Pokemon. <laughs> like, just trying to make them look like realistic. Like, if they existed in the real world, this is what they'd look like. And just based on the art they were putting online, they hired him for the movie to do like art direction. So that's awesome. Props. I mean, basically, what they did. I mean, they they did a good job of the design because they realized that if you make it too realistic looking, it's not going to be cute. Right. If you make it look like a cartoon, because that's kind of what they are. Pokemon are even kind of cartoony for the world they're in. So you got to kind of play with that because the humans have normal dimensions in the games for the most part. The Pokemon are not right, so you gotta play up to that because if you make it realistic looking, people are gonna be like, "eh." It was the eyes, man. That's what they really messed up with Sonic. I know. And did yeah. you see like the edits they did to make it look so much better? Right. Yeah, just simple edits, and it's just like, yes, that's how. <laughs> oh yes, thank look. you. That's all I needed. Well, it would look better if they spent more with the character cartoonish style. 
Mm-hmm. We'll see what they're going to change it. And I'm wondering how much that put them back. How many people are getting fired and how much that's going to take out of the CGI. I feel budget like they're because... guaranteed yeah. to lose money on this movie now. They're it, not going to make money. It, it's, they, they don't think their money back now. I don't see how they could. This is going to be like Hellboy. I'll probably go see it on $5 Tuesday. Shit. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Which I've not seen yet. Maybe some children will love it. It'll become like a big kids thing. Kids will start. My girls saw it. They played Sonic Two on the PlayStation. I got a downloaded version of on on there, and they play it from time to time. They saw the trailer for it. They're like, "We want to go see it. We want to go see it." I'm like, "You got to remember, kids are stupid." There you go. Exactly. I love my girls. (laughs) One of your kids is an evil genius. We're not gonna not gonna get into that, but kind of in the same same venue, gaming. Uh, Senator Josh Howley of Missouri introduces a bill bleh, introduces a bill to ban loot boxes and any kind of pay-to-win microtransactions in games. He calls Why it the happen, Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. I mean, this is it's gambling. That's essentially it is, it is gambling. It is like it's not even they're not even trying to hide it. No, not even a little bit. They're, they're, like the, the like sense, some games like, even yeah. like do the slot machine thing when you get the thing you just paid for. <laughs> Like they're not even uh, they're not even trying to like claim that they're innocent. They're just trying to claim that what they did was not wrong. They're not even trying to say, oh, we didn't gamble. They're not gambling. They're just basically trying to say gambling's okay for kids. Yeah, basically. they're not going. This pill is going. This bill is going to get passed. And like this is, we're like one of the last countries in the like yeah Western world to do this. And, and they're kind we're of fall behind, they're specifically targeting like phone games mostly because that's where most of this money is going. But obviously, I see it creeping into console games and everything else with loot boxes. Fortnite. This is going to screw over EA majorly. Like, they have EA's whole business model now. They're going to lose a lot of money from this. Good. And, and honestly, these, uh, that's uh, why the bill. That's these why the bill might play games pass. like uh, Fortnite and whatnot. Yeah, but their whole—the only reason they make money is because of this. There's nobody paying to buy the game in the first place. So, see, Fortnite can survive because the game's free. They can just like make it like paid, or they can just ask the ravenous fans to pay for it. Yeah. I see more, much more subscription. And it's not like, okay, wait, so this is just like the gambling aspect. You can still, like, buy specific things in games. Like, if a game this has, like, a specific skin. Right. Yeah, okay. It's not Microsoft. Yeah, but this is going to get rid of. DLC. It's nothing like that. It's You have to know exactly what you're going to get there when you, you buy it. Okay. Because. Yeah, gambling's just sneaking into all facets. I mean, we even have one of our buddies uh, get mad about the whole. Uh, what are the slot machines and bars? Blake was talk, talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Talking about how they're all over the place. And really, they are. They're all over the place now. Everybody's getting I'm going to a gas station to buy a candy bar, and there's slot machines lined up along the wall. Dude. It's like, who is this? And it's just gambling, just open gambling right there in front of us. And it's just like, I thought we had these in certain places. Now we're just doing prostitution. I mean, gambling right on the side of the road. What right. the fuck's going on? We went to uh, Larry's House Cakes for my birthday the other, like, well, my birthday last month. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, had a, they had a section for. Slot machines. They have slot machines in Larry's House of Cakes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Old people go in there Morning and old people down. like to gamble. Might as well. I mean, I guess because it's kind of I was going to stop by and get a cupcake. You, you go in, get a coffee, and then you gamble. It's weird. It's that is weird. so weird. Just money grabbing, money motherfucker. Oh, God damn. Everywhere. Yeah. Where they can get it. <laughs> uh, moving on to a slightly more serious topic. Uh, I don't know if any of you looked this up. The Sandra Bland video. Um, yes. Kind of okay, do a little run of the details here. Like a little list. Uh, so suspicious. She was pulled over in 2015 for a failure to signal a lane change. Seriously? <laughs> Who the fuck is pulled over for that? 
Officer made the arrest, claimed that he feared for his life afterward. That was kind of the reason for the arrest. He feared for his life, quotes. Um, she was unarmed. She was taken to jail. Not armed, not anything. She's had an attitude, like black women tend to have. Uh, three days later, <laughs> in jail, they found her hanging in her cell. Ruled a suicide. Okay, so... What? Here's the thing. They're not even legally allowed to keep you more than 24 hours after That's a true. like that. They're not even actually really allowed to arrest you for that. He, ne he never gave her a reason for why he was arresting her or anything. The whole mm. issue was he was trying to you know, get her attention. And then at one point, I watched the video. At one point, he says, uh, you know, it seems like you're really mad right here. You're real frustrated. You want to tell me about that? Like, he, he offers for her to explain herself. And she says, yeah, I'm frustrated. You're pulling me over. I'm trying to go about my business. And you pulled me over for a damn period. And I'm pretty mad about it. And goes on a little tirade for about a minute. And he stops her and says, ma'am, are you done? Like, she's like, motherfucker, you asked me how I felt about it. And I was telling you. No, the video is ridiculous because he had the taser right in her face. Yeah, he shot that at her face. The big thing now is this video has just been released. Her cell phone video, because before it was, I guess, the dash cam video. Now her cell phone video is released after the trial, after everything's over. Now her family and their attorneys see the video, like, where the fuck was this during the trial? So they probably suppressed it because it made the police. It made it would have made the jury. Made the officer look like a racist psychopath, which he is. It, 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 like, not really in that photo. Because if you look at the dash cam photo, Sandra looks very guilty. Yeah. You can't but really tell what she's doing. actually see it from her perspective. Right. Realize she's she wasn't doing anything Being wrong. completely rational, everything. It's like, step out of the yeah. car right now. She's like, why? And he pulls the taser out. I will light you up. Step out of this car. It's like, holy well, first, shit, man. The, the police officer ripped open his door <laughs> yep. without her opening it. So that right. right there was against the rules. You're not supposed to open the door unless you have a lawful reason to. You're not even actually, you're not even... He was alone, and he approached the window, which you're not allowed to do if you're in danger. Right. So he opens the door, and then he tries to get her to come out. She won't. He feels emaciated as a man. Feels like a fucking little pussy, because that's what he is. Here. You're going to do what I say. He yeah. went over there and fought in some war, probably, and came back in one of the... I don't think this guy's fought in the This screams boot. I mean, he just, he just wanted to get some power on somebody and there's probably some racial thing on it as well. And he's like, Oh, here's the stereotypical black woman getting mad at me. And she's not doing as I tell her, well, I'm going to put this literally points in her face and yells at her to get out of the car. And it's just like, this whole thing is incredibly suspicious. And then she dies like in illegal, she's illegally detained and she died, kills herself while being illegally detained three days after she was arrested. It doesn't make sense. No, she did bit. not kill herself. No, mm -mm. It, it, this is something that happened. So yeah. he was gonna, gonna, gonna come out, and she was gonna fucking out them for being the crooked cops that they were. They saw <laughs> what was gonna happen, figured they could get some shit going, and they made it happen. I mean, good old boys are good old boys. Good old boy town where they, they know they the judge, suppress. and I know this guy, and this is all just gonna blow over. If they suppress her footage, they had no evidence against them. So if they make it look like a suicide, it's a suicide. The sad aspect Stand of your this ground, though is. You'll see the people that are, you know, for or against, and they'll they'll see this. It's like, oh, another black woman. Some people at my work are even like, oh, just another Trayvon Martin. Maybe she shouldn't have been acting up. Maybe she shouldn't. Like, stop being a fucking coward. Yeah. Just because they're a police officer doesn't mean that we have to just give in to them at all points in time. Don't make it harder on them, of course. Don't give them reason to light your ass up. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she wasn't they work for us. They work for us. And we should not cower down to them. And they're like, oh, no, well, they should have did this or did that. It's like, you didn't even watch this shit. You just immediately chose a side, you fucking idiot. Yep. I can't stand that shit. People choosing sides on shit and they haven't even watched it just because someone said something <laughs> and they saw a reference to it before and they're like, yeah, that's good enough for me. I actually I saw another watched. story about a completely different situation. Uh, 
A man was in his car. I think he went to get pizza or something like that. Had his four kids in the back. And trying to remember the situation. These were cops in plain clothes. They weren't in uniform. I think they were trying to pull him over. And he like tried to like run past. Like they were trying to barricade the street or something. He tried to get past him. Lit his car up. I think killed two of the kids and horribly injured the other one. And it's it's the same sort of thing. It's like obviously Black Lives Matter and whatnot are like this is a obviously tragedy, racism, blah blah. Everybody else is like, well, he shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have. They he shouldn't lit his have, car up when he had kids in the car. Be, one mistake should not make you have to fear for your life. That does not make mm-hmm. sense. No. Yeah, you probably maybe you shouldn't have done what you did, but that doesn't mean. It's a I mean, if I'm cruising along on the highway, someone. I've got hair, headphones in. I'm jamming out to some music. I don't realize there's a cop behind me. He just starts shooting at my car. I mean, it, it's crazy. Okay, also, you yeah, said they were in, that's like yeah, breaking the rules. <laughs> that's like, that's reckless I'm driving. I'm going to play my music that. Driving while black and not being able to hear. Nah. You're going to jail. You're, you're sitting on the fucking chair, dude. Change you're getting that uh, signaling. The green oh, mile right. treatment. You said it was an undercover cop, though? Yeah, I think not, it was not with the Sandra one. Yeah. There's just different situations. Completely different stories. Nate, Nate went off somewhere else. Yeah, like I do. Also, did, I mean, I, well, I don't know a ton about police officers. Obviously, I'm not a police officer. But uh, looking at his uniform, he was a glory hunter. You can quite clearly tell he had way more ammo than he needed. He was just one step above the, the neighborhood kit. watch. Yeah, the full kit. He was, he was quite clearly a police officer that wanted to make a name for himself. And the only way he knows how is by... Beating on this poor woman. His wife didn't touch his penis the night before, and he decided he was going to get his 40%. rocks off in some other situation. 40%. 40%. Terrible. We're going to move on. Uh, dive on into conspiracy mode, because Rob tells me he's got an angle. I've always this got it. Uh, the Colorado shooting, obviously all over the news recently. Uh, one dead, eight injured. Uh, there were two shooters. I have a yep. hard time kind of getting some details about this. Uh, yeah. One of them was actually a female as well. The alleged... Uh, That's the thing. Was One was about. an 18-year-old boy who was identified. The other was a younger, an underage female who identifies as male. So, however That's that plays out. That's not confirmed at all. The only thing we know about them is that they're 17. There you go. And a police officer once said that there was... That he thinks that there was a woman there. That's basically the only information they've released because she's under... He or she is underage, so you can't. We we don't know who it is, and it might be they might be telling the truth about the woman, but we uh, we do not know right. anything about her besides that. I'm trying to sp- spread in misinformation here. You're screwing up. <laughs> um, but yeah, my big thing here is we've had the gun debate several times. Um, we kind of all agreed fortifying schools is an obvious answer <laughs> for you know shootings in general. Um, we talked about mental illness and kind of where it's coming from. So. The question is, is this the new normal, or is there actually an answer somewhere in these shootings that we're not seeing? I don't know, okay. but I saw CNN shared a story. It was like a sixth grader who was, like, they decided to film a sixth grader talking about the whole incident, and he had a baseball bat in his hands talking about how he was going to go against this, and all the shots they're using are, like, little young kids, and oh, yeah, really the, just trying the to push the whole... clip I watched was all kids crying. What I always saw, what I saw was a lot of teenagers. I it's saw all really... little kids at the school crying during the voiceover for the. the I was watching segment. ABC. I think. Yeah, I think w- one of the biggest things I took away from this though was that someone tried to stop them and they got put down. And this is where the conspiracy mode for me comes in. 
because the same thing happened in that whole Christchurch situation. Yep. If anybody watched the video or heard about it, there's someone who tried to approach him, got shot down and mowed down. Now we're seeing the same situation again where someone tried to approach and get shot down. And I'm wondering if maybe they're trying to push a no, uh, an idea right here of don't approach these guys. You're going to get shot down. Let us take care. I mean, let let it play out how it is. Let the um, professionals take care. One, uh, there was actually three of them. Yeah, there were multiple that attacked him. They, the one, yeah. uh, these three really brave dudes, when the shooting started, tackled the uh, shooter. One of them did. The, one of them was shot. But uh, basically, his death and his two friends, you know, tackling him, saved the lives of a lot of people. They, they're the reason that this is not a Columbine level. Right. This would have been a Columbine level if exactly. it was not for those three. They. Well, probably that and the fact that they had handguns instead of the classic uh, AR-15, mm-hmm. which is almost... One of them had a handgun, but we do not know what the other one had. As far as what we Even so, no matter what weapon you have, three people rush you, you're only getting a shot or two off before they take you down. Yeah, but the same thing happened to Columbine, and they failed. I guess they tried to rush them at Columbine, and it didn't work. They just ended up injuring more people. I read another thing that said uh, on the back of one of their hoodies, they had like a pentagram and like 666 and trying to do like devil ritual kind of shit. So uh, for this time, usually I almost think of every single shooting is almost a false flag at this point because of how how the media treats it. But this one right here really sounds like it was a copycat situation where people were really just trying to get some glory. a month after the 20th anniversary of Columbine, right? Which the news loves reminding us about. It's both two people, and he even wrote on his, like, he spray painted on the side of his car, uh, F Society. He didn't say F, obviously. Uh, and given that it's two Which of them, is, and they dress uh, very similarly. This is a copycat. What is that show? Oh, go ahead. I can't think of the name of the show, F Society. Uh, damn it. Bowling for Columbine? No, uh, it's like a, it's a newer show. I think it was on Netflix. 13 Reasons Why? No. God's going to drive me nuts. Go ahead with whatever you're going to say. Well, while you're thinking of that, uh, another another thing I've been <laughs> focusing on a lot is the fact that it was a STEM school. And I'm not Mr. sure why Sorry. they wanted to keep focusing on it being a STEM school. Like, there, what's, the, what's the idea of getting STEM in the headlines right now? There was a uh, reason for that. Uh, STEM school, this, this particular STEM school is a very famous school. Okay. This is a really prestigious school. This is considered a safe school. This is a private school. And also... Uh, it does have a lot of security measures. The actually, uh, apparently, I, I, as far as I can tell, they snuck in the guns in a guitar case inside a guitar, dragon style. Which, which this does not seem like a school shooting to me. This seems like they were going after someone, like a hit yeah. hit job. They're actually trying See, to. That was my somebody. original. Angle I don't think it was a hit whole... job because they are students there. They've confirmed right. that. This seemed like maybe they were getting bullied or something like that. That's exactly and my angle. When I heard about the younger female identifying as male, my first thought was there was a bully they were trying to get to. Yeah. I, I don't think that. I think I that know. might be. I because I did hear like his, the, the main the main suspect has dyed hair, and there was a crap ton of people going around saying this is this is a liberal, obviously, but ignoring the fact that uh, he. A lot of every other sign points to him being either a uh, very like like Columbine like uh, neo fascist or yeah, I was gonna say dyed hair pentagram on the jacket that sounds like an anarchist or something like a this is either an anarchist or a neo fascist it's the only explanation I mean it it might he might actually be like it, I don't think so but there is like evidence of people faking motives if they want to kill someone they right. can fake a motive to get away with insanity plea 
this could have been a premeditated murder that they lied to make it seem like it was not. But then again, they failed. Right. Only injuring eight. Actually, only. The only thing I'm wondering right now is I see a lot of push from the the intellectual movement of trying to get more people, women especially, into the STEM classes, the STEM, you know, research and all that kind of, you know, something that can actually do something for you rather than just social issues that don't really lead you too much as far as a, a real job. And now I'm seeing STEM in there related to gunfire and violence and shooting. And I'm wondering what trigger that has in a lot of people's brains now. They're going to associate STEM with violence and unsafe and not this a place is, where you want. This is the first one. This is but, the first uh, STEM school to get shooting. Well, that's what I'm saying. With this whole happen, with this happening, like everywhere I saw, they made sure they had the word right. STEM in there. Every it wasn't school. They wanted to make sure that school. was in there. And every yeah. headline, STEM was in there. So I'm wondering if they're trying to. I'm always w- wondering how the wording is being played out. What what they're trying to get yeah. going in someone's head, and you know, like it's I, very. They just whoever writes these headlines is very particular about what they put in there, what they're allowed to put in there, and what kind of emotion it's going to convey. That's all. <laughs> I, I don't think he was like trying. I don't. I don't think it's malicious. I think it's that they're basically trying to get flex uh, because STEM. It, it's not something you associate with STEM. You think STEM all this hoity-toity school. They're not going to have a school shooter. But yeah, I mean, heck, I mean, you also got to remember school shooting and school threats and bomb threats. These are not rare, right? At all. Especially in like, America. That's that's what uh like a lot of right right wing people are trying to push is that oh it's rare. It's not. It's rare that they make it. Right. It is incredibly common for threats to be thwarted and just threats to happen. In fact, last yeah. year, there was even a bomb threat at my school. They had to call the police in, and, but they yeah, just I remember that. It. it was Gamma. Uh, <laughs> my, I don't remember if it was my sophomore or junior year of high school, but we had three or four bomb threats nope. in a row, like, one school year. And so our entire high school was on lockdown for like the rest of the school year at one point like we were not allowed to leave the classroom to go to the bathroom ever the only time you were to be out of a room was when you were switching classes and like all the doors were locked like you were not allowed to open a door and let someone in like even if they were a classmate they had to go to the front door be buzzed in like it was super just Sounds and like everyone was one. an asshole. Like, all the teachers were just terrible. And the principal was constantly, assemblies, and this is terrible. Because it took them, like, weeks to find out who was doing it. You know, that's kind of the difference between, I don't know when you went, you were in high school. Uh, it was it, a few years ago. It, 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 I, it's rapidly changed quite a bit in the fact that uh, it's no longer a surprising thing. Yeah. That's just, that's just, that's just the fact now. School shootings are just a fact now, and when uh, like uh, like that's just something that we're like, oh yeah, that might happen. Mm-hmm. It might. That's the core issue I was trying to get at is: is this the new normal, or is there a solution? Yeah, there was. There's been three threats of uh, mass shooting or bombing at uh, my high school. I don't go there now, but you know, uh, there was the bomb threat, and uh, there was also a person that threatened to strip school, but he was actually caught because he was caught raping a woman. Uh, that's a different story. Um, and then there was the third one, which was just a open threat, and they didn't catch it until the day before it happened. Uh, before it would have happened, I guess. Right. And also, people are armed constantly. Like, I, you hear students like they always have guns in the cars, and this isn't. This isn't like there's one resource officer always stationed there, and he never pays attention. 
you can easily sneak something to pass. He doesn't even check bags. He's supposed right. to check bags. This is just, it's not, it's not weird anymore. It's just something that's, they, it just might as well happen at this point. It's just weird. I don't know if that's the normal, but you know, my high school isn't. It's exactly like a, the laziness of the person who's supposed to be doing security and checking things. I mean, it just seems like they don't personally care. But I mean, it could go the polar opposite way and they just go full on nazi about it like they're full-on rain or attentive about it and all the kids hate them and that's a whole different situation when kids already hate the resource yeah he was he was a boot extremely so uh, i've not heard uh many bad things happening on my campus i think uh only two women were raped this year which is still hey. terrible and better. it makes me disgusted but at least it was just two, you know? My high school, my freshman year of high school, uh, two teachers on two separate occasions got uh, fired because of, their, because of sexual relations with a kid. And wow. also, uh, I know my PE coach was uh, doing it, but, you know, I don't have any proof. And also, uh, two teachers uh, might were accused of it by students, but they quit before anything happened. Wow. So this was all like that was sophomore, but you know. So yeah, I guess it's it, just the pervertedness of our nation in general. We're wanting more and more and more. What we have, we're not happy about. So then we want to take it to the next level. Uh, Tool wrote a song about it called Stink Fist. And what it's about is <laughs> it's about a guy shoving a fist up another guy's asshole. But it, it's an actual it's actually an allegory. Starts off with the knuckle. People are okay with just a knuckle getting in there because that's all they need, and they're happy with that. Just using it as a, as a metaphor for it, but they're okay with that. But then after a while, they don't they don't appreciate it anymore. So then they got to move to the whole fist, then they got to move up to the elbow, then they got to move all the way to the shoulder. We just become more and more perverted. Parent, uh, teachers are doing it more and more often nowadays. You hear about female female teachers, male teachers taking advantage of children, guns, all that shit. It's all just matters of getting more attention because. The attention they get is not as good as it used to be because, one, they can't appreciate it, and two, we're overstimulated. You know what I hate seeing is men glorifying this type of relationship, like teacher-student relationship. Like men... Step invasion. Glorify that so much. They're like, oh, you got to sleep with an older woman? Well, like, lucky you, when in reality this guy is now like traumatized from this experience but he can't say anything about it because all his guys are like way to go Depends buddy age, good I job say. yeah like the... i blame 80s hair metal for that that shit <laughs> <laughs> well back then it wasn't really a we didn't know it was a thing hot for teachers we thought this was like oh yeah just a funny occasional story no we didn't realize that uh, was actually a major problem in the society it was what's his name made a damn movie about it i can't think what it's called right now justin timberlake Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I'm talking about guns. I don't remember names of things right now. Uh, uh, well, Gilmore, Billy point. Madison. What's his damn name? Billy Madison. Happy Adam Gilmore. Sandler? All those movies. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler made a movie about it. Whatever it was I called. I don't know that movie, but the whole plot of the movie yeah. is he sleeps with a teacher. She has a kid. She goes to jail. He raises the kid. It's a dumb movie, but what the hell? Billy, is that was... Billy Madison come out? That's no, not, that's that's not, no, we're talking about a different movie. I was just trying to think of Adam Sandler's name. <laughs> I don't think that's the one. I can't remember the name of the damn movie, but the movie is him raising his kid, and that's like supposed to be the comedy of it. But the beginning of the movie is him banging his teacher and glorifying it. Like, this is the greatest thing that could happen to a kid in school. And I think that's what Gavin was getting at. Yeah. 
Also, but like, you gotta remember, this is not a worldwide problem. That's the problem. This stuff only happens in America, and that's. I mean, it doesn't well, always. Happen. I feel when like it, comes, it doesn't only happen in. America. It doesn't only happen, but it does happen a lot more in America. Like this kind of stuff. And you also gotta remember, like. I mean, there's, there's got to be a reason for that. We're basically the new Roman Empire. I feel like it's this kind of thing is almost ingrained in our culture, like to almost be terrible. Like I don't know how to explain it, but sex. You've been indoctrinated and, into yeah. sex and violence and corruption and lottery and all the other bullshit out there that's ruining <laughs> us as a people. It's like it's just normal, like. It's the, Nothing normal. That not the modern family. Whatever other name the ABC is running right now. Yeah. So I guess uh, what we're saying is it's a culture problem. It's a culture problem, yes. Everything is a culture problem. Oh, culture germs, germs need to be taken care of. <laughs> Moving on, next topic. Uh, probably wanted to talk about this. Uh, I'm seeing anti-vax online like hitting a fever pitch. Uh Every day, uh-huh. every single day on Twitter, I'm seeing posts about people shitting on anybody that would even consider being anti-vaccine. Uh, as they should. It's, it's getting as polarizing as the gun debate, it seems like, except there aren't equal sides. There's just an overwhelming side for one and a minority for the other. And That's what I always see. I don't see anybody on the anti-vax side anymore saying I don't see it. It's just people ever. shitting on them. Yeah. I like a flat earth situation. There's hardly any flat earthers. There's just people shitting on flat earthers. I've done my research. Okay. Nine percent of the American population... Is staunchly anti-vaccine. What percent? Nine. They right. are staunchly anti-vaccine, and almost forty percent, in addition to that, are leaning towards that. Really? This it's not a minor problem. That nine percent, if they are not vaccinated, cause a serious problem. Because diseases, they can enter your body. Even if you don't have the vaccine, the vaccine just stops them from actually activating. But if they enter the host of a non-vaccinated people, the, the vaccines aren't smart enough and viruses are smart enough to change. So they enter an unvaccinated host and they change themselves to, uh, to be able to enter a vaccinated host. Vaccines don't prevent. They're not. That's why herd uh, immunity is. You've heard that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically. Yes. The, if you have 10 people in a room, one of them has a bad immune system and one of them refuses to vaccinate, that doubles the chance of a virus breaking out. And once that virus breaks out and spreads between those two people, it will spread to the rest of the people in the room because it's learned how to spread. It's basically, it's it's idiotic to deny vaccines. So basically, viruses are the dominant species, and we're, we're just, our days are numbered. Va- vaccines are the only actual threat in nature to human beings. Vaccines are? <laughs> Got him! Vi- <laughs> viruses. viruses. And th- okay, also, here's another fun hack for you. The MMR vaccine? Yeah. It's a real famous one. Uh, it, it, it's the charging uh, point for a lot of anti-vaccine movements. Uh, it's actually only been lives of one person. That we know of. No, it's only claimed the life of one person. What about autism? And you know what the problem was? He had unreported AIDS. That'll do it. And you know what happens when you mix a bad immune system with a vaccine? Nothing good. Yeah. And then after that, they stopped using live viruses. The MMR vaccine is probably safer than drinking a Coca-Cola. 
I mean, yeah, Coca-Cola is just terrible for you, most soda so. Soda. And like, I think there's only been like a thousand reports to the vaccine like watch group, like basically of issues presenting them, mm-hmm. and that because they're. We're, the doctors are smart. We know what's going on. We check and make sure you can receive them before you get them. You don't just get them randomly. This is not like it. it these people seem to think that uh, the baby comes out of the womb and we stab him with needles. That's not how it works. You wait until a certain point in time that they receive them. Not earlier, not later. If you do it later, you run the risk of them getting infected. If you do it earlier, you run the risk of them getting the disease. It's the problem of this is why we do it for a reason. And people, when they do their research of why vaccines are evil, they're idiots. See, we kind of had this debate on a previous podcast where we're trying to come, we're trying to come at this from a diplomatic angle because all there is no the, diplomatic angle. What's that? This isn't. There is no diplomatic angle. If we let them not vaccinate, there is a chance that it will wipe them. Yeah, that, that's not what I'm getting at. It seems like all the pro-vaccine people just dogpile on anti-vaxxers. They tell them they're stupid. They tell them they're not, they haven't good. done the research. But it doesn't work. But it doesn't, it's not it working. There's still that That pummeling it into them isn't actually, getting the message across. It, it kind of does because the children of the anti-vax people will transfer over to non-anti-vax. No, it's, it's the right mind. We're not saying it's not the right idea. We're saying they're going about it the wrong way, which right. is causing a Streisand effect. Which Pro-vaccine is causing more people to go anti-vax and they're pushing it. They yeah, become exactly. the pushers of the anti-vax movement instead of trying to end it because they're just trying to be the ones who are right, not the ones who are trying to fix the problem. Exactly. That's the problem. About being there's right. no way to. There's no way. To, yes, no you way communicate with them. You communicate them and show them data. And when they don't react to it the right way, you can't do much more than just show them the data itself. You can force them to take the vaccines. Oh. <laughs> that... You know, well, I mean, that, there are, there's already that, that point. Is, like you, you can't want violence do that. School. because like, that will be violence. You have to do that. The, the, they can jobs. get around that. They can just say they're they're uh, they they can't take because of weakened immune system. They can get doctors to do that, but they but they're not immune system weakened. The vaccines, vaccine prevented prevented diseases are on the rise, massively. Like diseases have been wiped out for thirty years now have three hundred cases a year. If it continues at that rate, these diseases have a chance of continuing plagues. And if they get to a point where they learn too well, they can get to a point where we don't have a vaccine for it. We can't stop these diseases if they learn. That's why vaccines are important. We have to eradicate these diseases. The only way to do that is to make sure everyone in the world cannot receive the disease. And the few people that can need to be sheltered from the disease by making sure everyone around them can't get it. But what about open borders? We need to have open borders for all, Robert. (laughs) But open borders are not actually the problem. Because when they cross the border at migrant points, they are given vaccines forcibly. You cannot enter the country if you don't have a vaccine. Oh, unless they just enter the country and don't go through a border point. In fact, yeah. in Iceland, it is illegal for an unvaccinated person to enter the country, even for a vacation. I mean, it's illegal for undocumented migrants yeah. to enter this country, but they do anyway. Undocumented migrants are very rare. In fact, not so Europe. People that go across the border crossing. Okay, but you also got to remember these people are coming from countries that do have vaccines. You people come from South America, go through the border crossings, they are forced to receive I don't vaccines. know if the people rowing and, across the, the sea <clears> in, a, in boats going into Europe are vaccinated countries. Yeah, but. They, when they, they, yeah they get picked up by uh, the Irish Navy, the Italian Navy, and then they receive vaccines before they are allowed to enter the country. That, in fact, actually, that's 99% of the job that the Irish Navy is currently doing uh, is basically they... 
look around the Mediterranean, find people and give them vaccines. Hmm. Vaccines are important. And if you do not receive them, it will spell the end for a lot of people. And also, it does not help that Donald Trump says stupid shit like, we don't have all the facts and stuff like that about vaccines, even though he he's rescinded that statement. He's gone back on that statement saying that vaccines I mean, aren't yeah, important. he called a shit someone for it. He already said it. People won't look yeah. up if he rescinded that statement. He already said it. No, no, I see statistics and everything. I read stories from all over <laughs> the place. I don't always trust the statistics because I feel like they can be skewed. I've heard personal account stories of people who are, you know, mothers, fathers who have had their kids vaccinated and they develop onset. That's onset autism. It's not onset. Autism, autism cannot develop after birth. It cannot. It is a chromosome disorder. If it develops after birth, the child will die. But when you add mercury to it, that's not going to have any effects. Not any, not even a one percent chance. They do not use mercury anymore. What do they use instead, Nate? You were talking about it on uh, the so last. They removed mercury uh, from a lot of vaccines, but the flu vaccine still has it. Yeah, it's the only one I know. Flu, of. But you don't, you don't give those to kids. You give a different type of vaccine. I mean, you don't give it to them at birth, but you, yeah, but like you give them. Okay, so here's the point: um, autism cannot develop after birth. It's just not possible. It develops in the womb. and But the signs of autism develop after the first vaccines are given. Because that's when autism will develop even if you don't receive vaccines. So these people so, are not getting autism. So we're vaccines. talking about a conspiracy then. See, what you're doing right now, how you're communicating all this, we're asking you questions and you're communicating facts back at us. This is what we need to do. Instead of saying you're stupid, you haven't done your research, the communication is what's not happening. Well, it, my whole thing is, you know, why this got so big? How did it get so big? Who's pushing the anti-vax? Yeah, who's pushing the anti-vax movement? Where did it start gaining? You know, you know where it came from? Uh, it came 4chan. from. Uh, all right, there was this one doctor. <laughs> not 4chan. This is before 4chan. There was this one doctor. Before that claimed, 4chan. Are you serious? This is long. Anti-vax movements have been around since the 1800s. I believe that. But now it's only become an issue when vaccines when vaccines first were introduced. Most people were against them. Because they were really dangerous. They were risky. So the way they did it back then was the same way we do it now, just without sterilization. They would cut open your arm and insert pus from a diseased person's body. And it worked. The problem was, we didn't have the ability to test immune systems. But then when we got smarter about it, we learned how to do vaccines. That persisted. We were able to fight that. And during World War II, we basically eradicated anti-vax movements. Because... The war, World War One proved that a major disease can be transmitted. The Spanish flu, I do believe it was. Basically, these diseases were wiping out people, killing more people than Black Plague. And But then we eradicated that. But then in the 90s, I think, or the 80s, I forget which one. I'll look it up. Uh, but uh, in, the 90s, in, the 80s, in the 90s and the 80s, uh, there was this doctor, and he claimed... He it, basically he was not doing very well. He was a very he was basically a disgraced scientist, and uh, he falsely claimed that autism is caused by vaccines. He did he then faked evidence of this. Other doctors proved him false. They took his evidence and they basically tore it apart, proved everything about it wrong. He even faked some experiments. But the problem was this was already out there. And then at the advent of the internet, and as it was creating ground, this was sped around faster into mom groups and p things like that. 
and these people are like suburban house moms. They're not going to look this up. They're not going to do their own research. They hear vaccines cause, cause autism and they don't understand how vaccines work. So they're just like, well, you just they inject it into your arm. That sounds awful. That's wrong. That's, that sounds dangerous. I don't want my kid to have a disease in them, even though that's not what's happening. But that's guess really the core sure. of the issue is it's parents wanting to protect their kids. They hear it can do this to your kid. Obviously, their knee-jerk response is going to be, get that shit away from my kid. If but we're not educating, if we're just telling them they're stupid and they're doing the wrong thing, they're just going to resist that much more. The problem yeah. is that all the hate is happening and there is no education happening. It's just, you're an idiot, you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> instead of showing actual data. I've never once seen an anti-vax post actually have some information on it. It's just been negativity. Here's the thing. What if you start treating the anti-vax people like drug abusers or drug addicts? Drug addicts choose the life that they go into. Let's not get it twisted. They choose Whoa, the life that they go into. Rob. Okay, they get fucked up on it. They get fucked up on it. Just wrote a ten-page paper she about this. just wrote this. a paper on this. I'm throwing it out there. But people who get the drugs, they do it. They do it willingly. They're the ones on it. But we have compassion for them, and we try to help them out. Do we not? I see where you're coming from. We do the exact opposite. What are you talking we about? This is America. Them. <laughs> we do try to help them out. There's many movements. There's AA meetings. There's all kinds of shit like out there to try to get people off of drugs. All kinds of medications to get people off of these drugs. Why aren't we treating the anti-vax people with the same response? Why aren't we treating them with love rather than hate? Well, you know why? It's not working. Everyone hate is wants more. to hate. Okay, so here's, here's the issue. It, it takes decades to fight misinformation. Like the AIDS epidemic. How long did it take for us to actually understand it and get the information out there that this disease was not transmitted by anything, that you can't just get it from touching someone? That information was around until modern day. It's still around. Some people still believe it. And that, this epidemic started in like the 70s. It, so it's the same thing. We're, we're not going to get anywhere by trying to inform these people. By the time we get we, we do what we did in World War II, you know what's going to happen? These diseases are going to have a major resurgence. We don't have time. To so do this the old fashioned. What we're doing we right now, where we're just yelling at them, it. isn't working. But well, we're we, just gonna okay. keep doing that until it does. With, I'm not saying you just scream at them. What <laughs> we need to do is we need to force mass vaccinations. That's the only answer. It's just gonna leave We run the risk of losing vaccines. Same thing we did with. I think uh, Robert's trying to say it's like there isn't an easy option of trying to fix this. We either have to fix it by whatever means necessary, or we're fucked. We got to ban the guns or this kid's going to get shot. Okay, like no, I'm not saying, but like once you've been, you've got to the vaccines. But the problem is you don't, you can't just do that forever. Then you have to educate people. You have to do that. At the same time, you're forcing them to have vaccines because we don't have time. We just don't. It's a tricky situation. It really uh -huh. is. And the answer should be simple, but the answer is never, never simple anymore. No. Truth is binary. Vaccination camps, it's the only way. <laughs> gotta put them in camps we'll deal with these people but uh, we need to take all of the non-vaccinated people put them in one area with poor hygiene it's a perfect <laughs> idea then they're gonna get I diseases know, and they'll realize they should have been vaccinated anyway, I mean. see now you're talking my language Robbie I knew I brought you on the show for a reason <laughs> you came around you're being cancer or something I mean they're just sitting there waiting alright there's one thing this podcast needs and that's more GABA GABA has a story for us and it's the next topic take it away GABA Okay, so I had a recent experience 
which filled me with uh, much joy. What is happening? <laughs> that sounded like Mary. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, I've noticed a lot in my time of being friends with women that they can be really negative, like, to each other, but in subtle, bitchy ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, you don't realize it until... Well, for me, at least, I don't realize that women are mad at me until it's too late. I don't even know what's going on until they already hate me. But anyways, I was added to this group, which is all women. And there's, like, now... I was invited to it last night when it was first created. And when I joined it, there were, like, 12 people. And now there's, like, 120 women in this group. Is this a group chat? Well, it's a Facebook group. But there also is a group chat, but not all of the women are in the group chat. Gotcha. But it's basically just a bunch of positivity, like women posting selfies and like being nice to each other and sharing advice. And I don't know, I just really loved that, and I wish I saw more of that more often. That's all. I can get that. very positive. That's yeah. a good thing. The positive effects of having a tribe. tribe or... <laughs> no, no men! <laughs> I want to feel good about my body, Gabba. Are men not allowed to feel good about their bodies, too? No, they can. They can just make their own group for that. Yeah, well, I'll just make that, that group will terrible. devolve in about five seconds. Exactly. That's why men aren't allowed. It will be entirely gay men. There you I think go. gay men could be allowed to join. <laughs> no. Just it's, it's, not my, it's not my group. I was just added to it. Fair enough. It is no, nice to find a group of people that have similar qualities to you that can help make you feel better about yourself. I mean, yeah. it does help quite a bit. Um, I don't think it's good as personal face-to-face -face interaction, but it's no, hard to do that in today's society. Maybe we as a people are starting to evolve a little bit to where we don't need that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're there yet. See, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to be cynical about this right now because <laughs> Gavin enjoys it. I'm wondering what? how long until this group starts devolving and girls within the group start saying, you know, start hating each Samantha, other. Sure post a lot of like, wait, really I only got 12 likes on this one. Usually I get 15 likes on this. What bitches ain't doing? <laughs> Who isn't doing their part? I Can I make this, this little conspiracy circle start forming? About the whole, like, uh, I, I hate when people say, oh, we don't get enough face-to-face -face interaction. Um, your brain cannot tell the difference. Our brains cannot tell the difference that we are not in person right now. Our body. I feel like I Instinctively, can we cannot tell the difference with the same chemicals get released. Hmm. So we, the as that far way, but... as we can tell, if you're speaking to someone, that's all you need. Now, texting, that yeah, is a problem. Exactly. But if, if, like, this video call we're in right now, in, like, deep down in our brain, we think we're together. That's the only reason we can talk to each other. We won't. It's, without it, we'd get distracted. We wouldn't, we'd forget each other. We're talking to each other. We're all, we're all one, Robert. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I feel like touch is a very big thing. Like, if you're with someone, like, touching them brings I'm a completely touching. different emotion. I think it's like a different, feeling. yeah, like, area, though. It's like a different yeah. need. Yeah. But, like, I don't touch people when I talk to people. <laughs> but we can convince our brain <laughs> of a lot easy. of things that aren't really real, and it has negative side effects later on. So even though it does feel like it's the same thing, is it going to have the same end result? I feel like that's I mean, it's better than isolation. Yeah, yeah, definitely better than completely being alone. But I feel like it's like eating fast food all the time. Fast food's going to be better than starving to death, but it's... Really easy to fall really into the habit. That's a really good analogy, actually. But, like, you know, but, but in, like, 1930, 
I'm not saying it's racing, but I would not, I have not have ever met Nate. I would never know who Nate was in 1930. We, we would have no connect. I, we, cause where would I have met him? What do you mean? He's everywhere else. Just like us. What's the difference between Nate and everyone else in this? I don't know. We don't ever, we don't ever interact really besides the internet. That this is the, this is like the first time we've ever had a real conversation with Nate. And I, I don't think this conversation would have ever happened in the night in the 1930s because we would not have ever interacted. That's the same thing with the internet. We're interacting with more people than you'd think. It's just you're interacting with the same amount of people in your normal life because you're just going to places. It, it makes no difference if you're reading a book or watching YouTube. You're interacting with the same amount of people. I think it's I think one thing, better than okay. the other is a different conversation. What? And like that interpersonal, intimate relationship with a, with a few people with a family unit or being able to briefly interact with millions. Yeah, I mean, but, like, that's not a problem. Of like, if you don't interact with your family unit, that you can't blame. I think a big problem with people feeling depressed after spending so much time on social media is they read all these words that are on the screen. But most of the time we read something, <laughs> we read it in our voice, unless it's some kind of Hollywood star or something like that. But we're just hearing our voice the whole time, talking to us. And we know how we feel about our own voices. Most people are repulsed by their own voices. Yep. That's why YouTube's so popular. I ha- I, okay, I may just be crazy. A little bit, but I feel like I have different voices. You know, there are different <laughs> voices for each like scenario. That's actually fairly normal. Yeah. Like no one ever, no one sounds the same out loud when they, as they do in their own. Yeah. Everybody well, I, I sound voice. a million different ways. You head. sound who you actually want to be in your head. That's why some like men will sound like women in their head or something like that. So if you actually think about it, what do you sound like in your head? Will sound very different than who you actually are. I sound like a zombie in my head. It's just in my uh, head all the yeah. time. I love that song. Who doesn't? I'm still so sad that she died. Oh my. Lots of people don't like the cranberries, and it annoys me. It's they can go to fucking hell. Oh my god, have you heard the remake? I can't remember who did it. Some what, remake the on the radio. Fuck from Breaking Bad Wolves, Butt Rock Sound Band, whoever it was. Bad Wolves. It is the original. I can't remember. That's sad. The Queen. Okay. Uh, uh, she, she was, was supposed to be the lead singer of that song. song. She, she died before they recorded it. Ah. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a conspiracy theory about oh, her. Oh, shit. Cam- 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 so, so here's the thing. She, she was... She is an outspoken Irish separatist. Uh-huh. Okay. She dies alone in a London hotel, surrounded in a circle by unopened pillboxes. But none of them were in her system. As far as they can tell, she got super drunk and drowned. But she got... But she was... It's just... It's really fishy because the timeline doesn't make sense. She got super drunk. Drunk enough to drown herself in a bathtub on an accident in an hour. And she had a bunch of open pill bottles. But she didn't take any of them. Was she Irish? She was Irish. She was an Irish shepherdess. And I see yeah, the Irish flag in your background. I don't know if I can trust your point of view here, Robert. I feel like you're just trying to push a narrative at this point. You're pushing your false narratives on this show. But it, it's just... It's, 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 yeah, the whole the orgy evidence and everything, as always. She, she left the public scene until she announced the comeback, and then she dies the next month. Right like, before she's supposed have that to record a song about the IRA and the troubles it's suspicious yeah as all balls and also the hotel that she was staying in is one that's commonly used by mi6 as an l well, that was her fault <laughs> what she go there for 
Because it's, it's also one of the nicest hotels in London. Yeah, you take the bill, you take the bed. Take it all in there, you have it. But it You're in a hotel. She ends up in an MI6 hotel in London. It's just a fishy death. Yeah. There's so many fishy deaths. Also, she was clean. For the longest time. She's, it's, it's weird. And it, like, it, I guess it makes sense that, you know, they found pills in her system. Also, the coroner, uh, didn't release the coroner, the, the coroner didn't release the coroner's death. It got sent to the British government. Oh, good. Because it wasn't suspicious. Before it got released. They, they want to look at it first. And they didn't all right for six months. It's suspicious. If it's out of the British government, it might be the ulcer, uh, ulcer loyalist front. I think something like that. Which is a, uh, like a British, it, okay. A lot of people don't think about the IRA, but the the uh, Protestants also had a lot of terrorist organizations that they were covered up by the British after the war because the British supported them. But it might have been one of them, and they might have been. That's my theory. Shit, I've been wanting to tell that theory for a good year. And now it's out there, and MI6 is coming after your ass. It's on the internet now, buddy. Just, just for the it's record, none of us believe that, and it will never be covered again. <laughs> uh, uh, it it probably doesn't look great for any future prophets to be anti-British and have a flag above. <laughs> uh, 2020 vision. Getting, getting close to the end here. Um, kind of wanted to get Robbie's take on this, on the candidates. I don't know if anybody has any new stories, but want to see what you thought about the field going into 2020. If you got a Favorite candidate, least oh, favorite candidate. Okay. I was um, confused. I thought we were just talking about eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Nate, they're going to get confused by me. I was so uh, I was like, what? People I don't, don't get the puns. <laughs> Too clever for my own good. That's all it is. Um, um, how do you see this election playing out? Yeah. B- Biden's not actually winning the polls. But that's what all right? the news publications uh, are saying. Exactly. exactly. Sanders is winning the polls. Google like last time. Rolling Stone just put, look up look up the polls online, like presidential Democratic. Polls. Which polls? And you know what you're gonna get? You're gonna get Biden. The thing is, if you go to the website, it's Sanders that is winning. But according to Rolling Stones, Sanders and Tulsi are the most repulsive amongst the over 50 Democratic candidates who are voting. Man, fuck people. It doesn't make sense. Sanders. It does. Yeah, his old hate again. He's more popular in ev- almost every everybody knows that. Trying to push for everybody knew it last election, and he miraculously didn't win. I don't know why anybody thinks you know why, you know why he didn't win. He, he did win. win. He did win, but, and then Hillary said, "You know, uh, Hillary uh, basically convinced the uh, Democratic delegates to basically just shift the delegates over to her." Yeah, he, and honestly, it cost him the election because the vote doesn't matter. All that matters is the DNC. Because Sanders is like a brilliant candidate. For once but he reason. still rolled There's over. He knew Hillary stole that shit from him, and he still rolled over. Yeah, but you also got to remember he didn't want Trump to win. Yeah, so you, he if was... you fight, if you fight Trump Hillary, he, all you're gonna do is divide. Him, if you're, you're just gonna divide the party, and you're gonna confirm that he's gonna win. Which so that already happened. A lot of people didn't vote for Hillary. A lot of people voted for Bernie. If the party was corrupt, you might as well divide it right in two. Sorry, I got a lot of people. Anyway, but then like you also got a problem with. If he, he needs to win the presidential candidacy because he's the only one that actually can win. Everyone else just has too much baggage. If they I just agree up and give it to Biden, 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 Biden's old guard. Yeah. Clinton's not going to run. Everyone else just has too much controversy. And he's, he doesn't have anything to watch on. Can you name one controversy? 
He's a one percent now, so that was his big thing. He was something about that's that's the one percent have more money than you could possibly imagine. If you think of the richest person, like the like the richest celebrities, they're not even the one. Yeah, they don't they don't have that much money. The one percent they're talking about are so much. They don't have Amazon money. They don't have Bezos money. Yeah. In fact, Sanders is actually not that rich for a senator. He's fairly poor for a senator. And Nancy Pelosi is pretty, doing pretty but good. But even then, you also got to remember Trump's richer. So you, not according if, to if, his if, taxes, from what I've been hearing. Apparently, he lost a bunch of money. He, even if, even if, even if like, the other theories are accurate, Sanders is still way behind him on money. And, 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 but even then, so Trump's starting to rock in the glass house with that. He doesn't have anything else that he can actually latch onto. It's like, it's like a goose. He doesn't have to, though. He just got to rally his base up and say, socialism. Do you guys want socialism? I didn't think so. But socialism sounds a lot better to people that are socialists. It's true. It's never going to happen. Socialists do like socialism. And honestly, you got to remember that uh, he was, as far as we can tell, he was about to, if he had won, he would have basically destroyed Trump in the polls because he he had way more supporters in the room. He would have destroyed uh, Trump in the debates. I said from the beginning that he was he could stand against Trump in the debates as well. He could have stolen away moderates easily. Maybe. I think he'd have a little bit more trouble with the moderates. Uh, At the very least, he could have, if he couldn't pull them over to his side, he could have pulled them away from Trump's side. Yeah, I agree. He, he has the same problem Hillary did. It's the flyover country votes, and I don't think he's getting those. But really, like, I, I mean, there is the fact that Hillary was much more unpopular than he could ever be. So also, you got to remember, the people are going to be voting. There are a lot of people that are going to be voting that grew up. That I, I'm going to be able to vote in the next election. I didn't get to see. Vote I completely reject this mindset because Gava loves to make this argument. Like so many more young people are going to be voting now. They never show able up. to vote. They they're able to. The they don't do Our it. Our generation Sanders. is so like yeah. yeah Bernie Sanders, Sanders is like, like our generation's shit. My generation loves Bernie Sanders. If he, they do. They love him. They love talking about him on the internet. And then when voting day comes around, they sit there in their chairs. He's a lot of Kennedy, though. He's he 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 got got a lot of people to register. register. Registering is actually kind of harder than actually voting. So Taylor Swift. But it doesn't matter who you want to vote for. What matters is who shows up on TV the most. Who gets the most coverage? Who's allowed to talk during the debates? And who's told? that they are an actual viable candidate to run against Donald Trump. If they're unelectable, as the big media likes to throw around, people will be like, oh, I don't want to waste my vote. I might as well vote for Hillary Clinton. I might as well vote for this person. I might as well vote for that person. So we have our mindsets in the right place, but our minds are controlled. Our wills are controlled. The biggest battle that he's going to have to face is getting the, is getting the nomination. Oh, yeah. He's going to have to. He, he, what's her name in the game? They're not going to be able to. Kamala, Beto, they're, they're, they're even the greatest scenario for them. They're going to get a vice president pick. But honestly, here's what I would do. If you want the Democrats to take the presidency, Bernie as president, Biden as vice. I don't want Biden anymore. No, he can't be vice again, can he? Yeah, he can. There's no he can be vice for more than eight years? Yeah. Isn't that unprecedented? Unvice president? No, it's actually not. It's happened before. Oh, it has? Okay. Teddy, Teddy uh, Roosevelt had the same vice president as someone else before him. Of course, he got fired, but had he stayed around, he would have made it. Uh, actually, I think almost 14 years. Jesus. And 
But for a leading the Dems are gonna run two old white ass men. Here's the thing. That's the same thing they did with Obama. Biden is the best bet for an establishment Democrat. He is popular. And that's exactly what they did with Obama. Obama was not an established Democrat. He came into the Democratic Party, so they attached him to Biden to strengthen his core. So once you get Biden in, that's the even just but Sanders is even farther. I'm starting to see a trend here. Same thing happened to Trump. They got the establishment in Pence behind him. So is is a vice president running things or it's called balancing the ticket? Um, yep. Basically, uh, certain Democrats are not going to like Obama, but with Biden, there's a chance that uh, Biden will kind of sway the president towards being more moderate. Basically, you want to—it's it's, it's like a focusing, um, and they're going to do that either way. Uh, um, they're not going to have progressives running on the same ticket. That would be suicide. You want to get an establishment Democrat because so, Biden can sway moderates. I honestly think it's the other way around. They need to go full progressive. They need to go full left, and they just need to try to tilt the thing over because they're gonna they're gonna lose as it stands. If they run two white men against Trump. They ain't winning. The women ain't getting out of their seats and fucking voting for a couple of white guys. The black people aren't voting for a couple of white guys. They want they wanted it the first time. They wanted either female. They want the black president. They want a brown one. They want change. They want something different. We've seen what white men do in presidents. You also gotta remember Biden had okay. You cannot. Just, just run based on your race. race. It didn't work for Obama. Obama had to establish his credentials. He was he had to establish to some that he was going to do a good job. Obama was a well-spoken black man, and that's why he won. Exactly. All right, Biden. He was charismatic, and he had to <laughs> bring Biden. Say that. Yeah, he did. Biden was Biden's a weird dude. Yeah. He's a really, really weird. Uh, JoeBiden.info, everybody, the official campaign site. Don't go there. Don't do it. <laughs> Can, Can we, we have one episode where we don't talk about pedo shit? <laughs> you had to say it. We had to He's say not it a pedophile. That's fake. He's just it's weird. A deep edit. It's, it's not real. real. It's you not look real. up the look, look up the original footage they would show, and it's heavily edited. edited. It's, it's not. It's, it's he's creepy. Of him rubbing the girl's hairs. I'm not gonna go there. You just go watch the video yourself. I have seen it. I have. I've seen those videos. And you look up the original footage, and it's edited to make him look worse. And he's not any creepier than most old white dudes. That's I, can, I can attest to that. I don't want, I mean, I don't want any old white dude to be my president, but that's been every president except Obama. Old, the white, the dude, that's the three things Gavin has. I gotta remember, uh, okay, so, go ahead. It's like you're running against white bread. You cannot get more white in an establishment than Donald Trump in my sense. So, so uh, Bernie Sanders, his, if you ignore his race, is an incredibly progressive dude. And he is rallying the black voters. And See, he here's my question. Why not just run the younger, hotter Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard? Because she's not established. She doesn't have her name. She, she actually make an excellent vice president pick. I said that. Bernie and her uh, vice president, I'd like that. She, she would make an excellent vice president, president pick. The only problem is there are better choices. But and if you like, if you somehow like knew that a progressive stance would work, then she would make an excellent vice president pick because she's but she's not old enough. 
He's not been around long enough. You got to remember that most presidents are really old. Even Kennedy was over. It was in his forties when he was elected. It's like I do this dual mindset thing. I was like, what I would want a president, and I have to realize that's not what most people want. The vast majority of people want. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, Tulsi got my vote for one reason and one reason only. She's out everywhere preaching no more wars, no more interventionism, no more ousting dictators. It's over. Stop. That's all talk, though. No president can not. But at least she's talking about politics. it. Shit, the other ones aren't even talking about it. Isolationism desperate for a reason. See, I hate that, that word too. Isolation. I, I can't even say the word. I hate it so much. Isolationism. Isolation. Just because we're Isolate. not invading people doesn't mean we're not going to talk to them or trade with them or anything else. Yeah. That's what isolationism means. It has a dirty connotation of we're going to hide in our hovel, but it just what means it sounds like. Means... How, how is um, it isolationism to not attack people? Because if you don't attack, okay, here's the thing. Uh, it's very recently that the idea of not attacking become that's very true. Main idea. People it's, really forget very recent history. Yeah. I'm in fact, uh, the British have been for doing it up until the '90s. The French did it in uh, up until the '80s. Yeah. America has been doing it. In fact, America's a newcomer. And all we were isolationists for the longest time, and we fell behind. It was work. Well, yeah. We did have a big boom whenever we <laughs> went to war. People who poke at other governments do better. That's just Man. the truth. The and people it, who are assholes are more successful. Seems like uh, the rule across the fucking field. Yeah. But then there's there's a happy medium of making sure that America's interests stay secure, like what uh, Trump was what about saying. Israel's interests? We got to make sure Israel's interests are. Israel, we should not be allied with Israel. We shouldn't be allied with Saudi Arabia. We, we, we should not have been, we should not even be over there in Israel. You know why? Israel's lied to us multiple times. In the Six Days War, they actually destroyed the radar dish on the American embassy, making us go blind. They kicked out American forces before the invasion. They didn't also, uh, the U.S. just cold. <laughs> and then, more recently, they've barred American embassies from monitoring what's going on. They're intentionally trying to hide what's going on to the American government. And if you're not going to be honest, you're not going to get help. That's my opinion on that. But who is the APEC, and how much money do they fund all these candidates to become president eventually? APEC. Um, what do you mean? APEC, uh, uh, A-I-P-A-C. Oh, the big Israel uh, group that throws all the money at all the future presidents, and they've all sworn to. Here's the thing: Bernie Sanders is Jewish. I know, but he's not like a practicing Jew. He's he's like one of those like a uh, what's his name, Larry David type. <laughs> I, was just, I knew he was gonna bring up Larry David. <laughs> he's, still, he's still Jewish. I mean, he's he's actually stated in the past that he believes still on his he holds to his beliefs. He isn't a very good Jew, I guess. I'm sure they didn't put all the money That's behind him. As soon as I saw that he was Jewish, I thought he had it, and then you know he stole it somehow. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Because it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish. That doesn't. That isn't what they're caring about. What it cares is if they are. Uh, I hate this word, Zionist. Yeah, there's a difference. Right. If you at least that's what not going to say anyway. Israel. <laughs> that's what Joe said one time to me. <laughs> like that's just code word for Nazis. It's true though. Israel wants to take over these governments, and they don't have a legal right to it. We 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 said no. They did it anyway. They should be punished for it. 
they shouldn't receive help. If they don't, if they're going to backstep and countermand us at every possible opportunity, they shouldn't receive help. They should be dropped. 100%. I'm with you. I don't remember what we were talking about. We're not doing candidates. I mean, it's all started. We've actually stayed on topic better tonight than we have in recent episodes. Yeah. I'd like to comment about Bidichek real quick. He's not going to... Bidichek, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. He is an excellent candidate. Not for this race. I feel the same way about Yang. Maybe 2028. Be beautiful for him to run. I think Yang's got a good personality. He seems he seems like a nice guy, but he's he's not he's not about it. Yang, he's a good candidate. Seems like a good guy. He's never going to be the president. No, (laughs) it's not happening. It it has nothing to do with his race or his political beliefs. It's just can you tell me one thing about him? His demeanor. Personality-wise, he he wants to give everybody money. Can you tell me a thing about his personality? What do you mean? Like him personally Who i don't know he? they haven't given him a lot of tv time other than joe rogan yeah i saw exactly. his uh town hall and he surprised me by his uh how comfortable <laughs> he was and how willing he was to, like crack jokes and things like i didn't see that coming at all he didn't seem like the type of guy exactly he just he wasn't presidential he was too too normal he's not ready yet he was on joe rogan i mean <laughs> yeah vice president Possibly. alex jones is on there too he should be vice president there you Dude, go but Good. Alex Jones. <laughs> God, I hate him. He's my personal hero. He's an awful person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going on to climate change. I, if you guys want to do climate change, I don't know how long we've been running now. I, don't, I need to get a timer. Do we have uh, to do climate annoying. change? It's trending. I, I know we have to do it because it's trending. Maybe that'll help. Here we go. I have yeah, a few thoughts on it. Boost Rob's Twitter numbers. All right. So I'm glad you used climate change. Because I hate when people say global warming. Global warming. Not because it's inaccurate. It's accurate. But because idiots. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's cold outside. That's impossible. It's snowing it, it, so it, much for global warming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate that snowball. shit. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, 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 it's proven. It happens. Global warming happens. Mm-hmm. And, it, and these, these people are like, it's, it, 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 I don't get it. It's like, uh, the worst thing is like, oh, well, like when you say like, oh, well, you can't cut trees, like, it's okay, we replant them. No, you don't. You replant one type of tree. They say, oh, we're just getting rid of the dangerous wolves. Wolves have not attacked people in almost 20 years. And if you remo- and they've proven that if you remove wolves, it can even change the direction of rivers. That's how interconnected everything is. Seriously, look it up. Yellowstone National Park. They reintroduced wolves. I'm going to have to look into that. <laughs> they reintroduced wolves, and it changed the direction of a river. Huh. Because of the fish moving a different direction, or what? No, it's because the wolves started t- hunting deer. Not deer. Moose, elk, one of those two. Mm-hmm. One, of those th- one, of, one of those types of animals. And they, they st- then they reduced the amount of those animals eating grass. They allowed other animals to come in, and the increased flora and fauna allowed the plant life to regrow. The plant life regrew and it stopped mudslides from happening. The rivers got wider and they changed course. That's crazy. Makes sense. It's just that's and that's just that's the just like a movie. That's, that's just one example of it. For example, um, if you cut down one tree, it can kill up to five because trees are all connected underground. Yeah. 
or um, when you, uh, for example, uh, up in Alaska, they cut down a bunch of this specific type of tree, and they nearly killed off the sea otter species. Can can you guess how that happened? You got rid of the trees, more soil went into the water, soil became richer, more fish developed, these fish began to starve the resources from the water, the fish died off, the otters started to die off. Yeah. Chain reaction on that shit, I mean, it's all... It's all connected. We know that butterfly effect. And these people think we're pumping these noxious chemicals, these chemicals that are not supposed to be in the air for another thousand years into the atmosphere. And they're like, nothing's going to happen. It's, you can't just punch a hole in the cycle of nature and expect nothing to change. It doesn't make sense. You can't always say that the change is going to be bad, but these, this is, these are, these, uh, like nitrogen and carbon dioxide. They're supposed to be in the ground right now. That's the Earth operated like that for millions of years. And you pump, you take these from the ground, you put them in the air. You're going to basically make more in the air than there are on the ground. So these chemicals in the air are going to eventually cause major reactions to happen, which is what, like, you're messing with the natural change. Yeah, well, basically everything humans do anymore is messing with the natural order of things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but there's... There's ways to live as a species that doesn't Absolutely. destroy the earth. Yeah, it's just not convenient enough for us to change. So do you want the you want the climate denier argument? Want we throw that your way? Um, so seriously, try it. I, I guarantee I have an answer for it. <laughs> um, the biggest thing, Al Gore is a problem. He put out this movie talking about how we're all going to be underwater in so many years. Blah blah blah. Not that the date well, the date he was putting out was wrong. The idea was right about how the earth was getting warmer, but he so drastically exaggerated. So when those things didn't start happening, everyone was like, oh, this is all bullshit. And you know what the funny thing is? The exaggerations he made at the time have become true. They've escalated to a point where they are becoming really close to the levels that he was talking about. I feel like he was talking about Florida being completely underwater. (laughs) What? Well, if you look at just... The natural disasters that have been happening, how intense they've been getting much more intense too. Not only are they, there's so many more, but like flooding. I think what Nate's trying to say is that things are, it's not that things are getting, aren't getting bad. It's the fact that they said it was going to get bad at this kind of rate at this point in time. And they put a date behind it. They said it was going to happen exactly this way. And whenever it doesn't, like world people are immediately going to say everything else they said was a lie and they're not going to buy on to it. Well, now that's they're it. saying by 2030, like if we don't do anything by 2030, then there's like nothing we can do anymore. Like it's unreversible or something. Okay. So um, I hate when people say, well, nothing's changed. It's not that nothing's changed. It's changed gradually. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, right. If you went from, if, if you take a year side by side, 1990 and now, this year, put them side by side, you know what you're going to see? It's considerably hotter. You get more storms. Weather's worse. And just, a species are dying off at an incredibly yeah. fast rate. Species are increasingly dying off at an increased rate. You are, as we are sitting here, a species has been killed. That's so here's the problem. argument against that. I'm, I'm going to go full, I'm going to go full, I can't remember Alex Jones talk about this at all, but I'm just going to say Alex Jones said all this. Um, so we're moving through our galaxy, our universe, orbiting the sun, all that stuff, and we go through phases. Some phases are significantly hotter, some are significantly colder. And we're heading into a hot phase right now, and 30 years down the line, we're going to shift back, well, for not 30 years, whatever the time scale is. Well, that, that's, okay, that's I can see that, but 
this isn't happening because we're going through a phase. This is happening because of the gases and everything that are. I mean, I've seen scientists present the data to show the chart of things. So the whole thing about uh, it's supposed to be getting colder. That's a bad argument. You know why? Because this is not some that 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 is true. We are supposed to be entering a new ice age. You know that that's supposed to happen thousands of years from now. But we are supposed to be like minutely just inching towards that temperature. It's supposed to barely change. We're not supposed to notice it. The only reason we know that is because of archaeological evidence. We know it's happened in the past, so we think it should be happening in the future. But we, but we are noticing climate change. It's not happening. Like it's not getting five degrees warmer every day. But it is, is it happening. A- and if we notice it, that's a problem. We shouldn't be able to notice it. Yeah. Like, it's like the equivalent of a tree noticing someone hugging it. That's, they would have to hug it for so long and so tightly that at that point, that's a dead body strapped to the tree. Damn hippies. I still, I still got to say, you know, with climate change in Illinois in particular, weather has changed significantly since 2011. Um, a lot of people say, well, Illinois has always had drastic weather. Yes, it has. And I looked through the numbers and I've seen it. But since 2011, it's been even more drastic than it has since I've been here. I mean, my main reason that, yeah, I mean, it's really just changed. Like we literally (laughs) go through all, we used to mean that we were going through the four different seasons throughout the week, Mm -hmm. but it was more like throughout the month. Now it literally is throughout the week where we have 30, 40 degree weather changes. And it really started happening after the tsunami in Japan in 2011. Once that happened, that whole year was just nuts. We had all the birds falling from the sky. We had beach animals showing up in mass numbers. 2011 was 2012 as far as extinction level events for our, you know, our world. You know what the problem was? Yeah, what, what I was going to say, though, before, before we continue, whenever that earthquake happened, it was so big that it threw off our axis to a point and started to create a bigger wobble than what we normally have. So it had the, the whatchamacallit, the magnetic north started coming down a little bit further south than what it used to be. They had to start changing the grass. They're trying to change those more and more often now. So how are we not going to put that in there as well as just the carbon monoxide? The that's not true. What do you mean it's not true? An earthquake that would that would shake the earth would destroy life on Earth. It was that's not actually. Yeah, our axis our axis is changing, but not more than usual. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up the data on there and show it. It is changing rapidly. I really looked into it back whenever it happened. We actually have a theory. There's a multiple theories that's happened before. Our Magnetic poles will polar shift. Yeah, and we actually think it happens quite rapidly, like almost ten thousand years apart. And that's and it might be, but it it, it would it, it it couldn't it couldn't explain. Within six months after the earthquakes it, that happened in Japan, the tsunami and all everything that happened over there, I was reading reports about airports that were having to change their magnetic <laughs> north and which ways everything was facing. Because suddenly it had changed to the no, point where it was no longer active. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking about temporarily. Yeah, no, permanently. permanently. That, that, that would not be possible. Well, I read. Because <laughs> it's like, if you take a balloon and rub it, does it, like, fly around? You know? It vibrates. You can't vibrate the Earth into a spin. It's like, uh, it's like cracking open your skin or something like that. It's not a earthquakes are not coming from the core; they're on the skin. It would require a core to move the magnetic poles. Now, maybe we're completely wrong. 
maybe it it has basically flipped the earth around but it, it, there, there would it, it is possible that it temporarily does that. We know that uh, after uh, Hiroshima, uh, compasses in the area were majorly affected. We know after uh, Chernobyl, uh, basically all of Europe, like apps were entirely on like compasses were entirely unreliable for a good year. Um, but it is not caused by the magnetic poles shifting. That just happens naturally. And and it, it, even if it did, that wouldn't explain climate change. Because the magnetic poles aren't deter- don't de- don't determine our uh, our uh, what do you call it weather. They have like a tiny part in it, but it basically would amount to being more windy. Well, since yeah. we're all talking about our ass out of this scientific shit, let's bring <laughs> it to something that's more of our angle. How do we solve the whole climate change issue? Do we yeah. just go green ourselves? Like, how it's exactly really simple. If, if there was ever straws. going to be actual change, it would have to be. With big corporations and companies, and I don't think that'll ever happen. To be other countries, it would have to be a global. Yeah, it wouldn't just need to be America. It would need to be everywhere. The only way to stop climate change would be to somehow destroy every corporation on Earth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then install them all by run by one person who somehow doesn't become corrupt and can control all that. The problem is that's just not possible. No. You're talking yeah. about the anti We can do everything. Robert. We can do everything we personally can do. We should do that because it'll make a tiny bit of difference. Everything you do makes a tiny bit of difference. Nothing in the world is inconsequential. Me closing my laptop right now will have an effect. That tiny bit of difference can make a difference if enough people do it. At least we, we can, can make ourselves feel better and think that we made a difference. And we are past the turning point. That's just simply true. We cannot turn back. We cannot turn back the uh, climate change. So this is it's where not... my issue starts coming in because I think China and India like slow drastically outrank and pace us as far as what what they're doing. Here's but the that's beside the point. Um, China's making strides to fix it. Hey, good on them. More people should. Um, also, the Navy—they're making strides to fix it. They're going nuclear. Uh, U.S. Army bases are going green, installing solar panels and uh, wind turbines. The only and the Coast Guard. They're trying to prove climate change is real, but no one will listen to them. The Air Force have begun testing more environmental-friendly jets. Um, the only the only military branch that isn't is the Marines, because they're old guard. But we're not listening to these people. Yeah. No one's listening. Everyone's just ignoring it. And this is proven facts. This is not theories and wild I theories. I think we need to proven. see big gestures like that for people to start doing the little things because you hear about oh, straws are banned over on the west coast and people are like china has been dumping step. toxic waste in the ocean why are we not using yeah. straws this is ridiculous but what aboutism is the problem you cannot just say oh well china's why not we do it that's what that's what got us in this but what aboutism is something that needs to be addressed because sure. once people see that other people aren't doing their share it immediately turns away whether that's a good reason for them to turn away is not <laughs> the problem the problem is that it makes them turn away yeah. But we have to address whataboutism before we can address the actual issue. But You're like, wrong. okay, sure. But the problem is, you can't. Okay, it's like you can't just ignore you, the you, your mom. Ever, your mom ever said if friends would jump off a building, would you too? Like your mom ever said. Yeah, it's the same thing. If China dumps a bunch of toxic waste in the oceans, why can't you? Why would you too? Too? It, you can't compare us to China. We're not China. Do you speak Chinese? No. 
not but there's China. one climate. We can't affect our climate. Yeah. It's a world climate. So if we can't at least push China toward doing things, push the rest of the but, world toward doing things, okay. we can do everything thing. in the world to stop it, and it won't have any effect in the long China run. China is making strides towards that. That's the good. problem is they're also doing whataboutism. The whole world is doing whataboutism. The only reason China is actually producing more waste is because they have more population. Yeah, yeah, what about isn't yeah. that really we matters? A, is what about my bank account? We have a higher impact on the planet per person than any other country in the world. Right. They have a lot more people. So the obviously only reason gonna... China is doing more damage to the environment is because they have more people. Right. They're making strides to reduce that. And they're having a hard time of it because there are more people. But America is not. We're ignoring it. And so, yeah, you know, we always say like, yeah, America is not only one country, but we have a lot of say. Yeah. What we do, NATO will follow. What NATO does, e the EU will follow. What EU follow, does, the African Union will follow. These countries follow our example, even if we don't see it directly happening. The first step does have to be with us. This NATO is still influential, not as much as Trump would say it isn't. Right, right. Um so here's the other issue. I think the biggest problem as far as taking that first step is greed. Because going back to Al Gore and everybody, they kind of jumped on that climate, global warming at the time, that wave. They were trying to put policies in place like we're going to do all these things that's going to improve the environment. We're going to start carbon taxing. And then at the same time, they were setting up a carbon exchange to make themselves rich while they were doing this. And everybody's looking at that like, this is all has to be bullshit. You're just trying to get rich. Even if they were doing the things that were right, they were still being greedy assholes about it. Yeah. Greedy assholes corrupting a good movement that's actually meant to try to do something better for the people and then taking advantage of it, fucking the people and pocketing the change. Sounds about business as usual. Which is, you know, why people like Bernie Sanders and these new progressives coming in are such a breath of fresh air. It's, they legitimately care. They're not that's what I'm saying. saying. We need to get changes. the establishment out of there. If we actually want to have real change, then we need to stop putting in the establishment. The electable candidates. Back. We, we got to balance the ticket by putting the establishment, establishment up, in. Obviously, you have to have, you have to at least. Tell that to Venezuela. They're trying. <laughs> and look how well that's working out. Socialism is their problem, Robert. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Socialism is not the problem. Socialism <laughs> was the answer. Until Socialism it wasn't, until the government went broke and they couldn't export oil anymore. And all of a sudden they had an entirely dependent country that they couldn't pay for because they, because capitalism screwed them over. It's the same thing. These private companies came in. It's not like a private company's problem. Capitalism. Capitalism is the problem. I agree. Bernie Sanders, twenty twenty. <laughs> not. I'm not saying like you know just like just like communism, but like you do have to have some control. Yeah, there's got to be a balancing act. I'm saying if you've got a country that's utterly like dependent on the government providing for them, and all of a sudden the government can't provide for them. You're going to implode. There has to be a balance of it. You know, Blackwater, like the military company, hmm. they they like massacred a couple of Palestinians, and you know what they did? Changed the name. You don't even know the name. I guarantee you don't know the name of it. They changed their name right. multiple times throughout <laughs> throughout the years. They change it every time they get in trouble, and there's like they're escaping problems. You gotta rebrand it, like whenever we finally go down because of all the anti-Israel stuff that we said on this episode, we're no longer be trouble speak anymore. <laughs> we'll be Rob's ass. Rob's ass. Rob's I, ass podcast. I will not be a part of a podcast called Rob's ass. I'd be a part of it because it's also mine. <laughs> Word. Now I have the share. Two ass. I got the left cheek. 
All right, bye, bye. let's wrap up. We've uh, covered a lot of ground tonight, as Rob would like to say. Um, final thoughts. Who wants to kick it off? <sighs> yeah, that sounds interesting. Eat the rich. Mary. <laughs> Eat the rich. All right, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> He's back in spirit. Now, thanks for jumping on here, Robbie. Yeah, I absolutely. really appreciate it. it you fun. had a lot of insight, a lot of intellect that we've been missing for a while. Uh, <laughs> research. You guys are myself, <laughs> but you definitely added a lot to the conversation uh, politically. You you know your stuff, man. You're a young guy, but you're very smart and really happy to have you on the show and not just in our comments anymore. Right on. Uh, thank you. I had fun. Yeah. Can you think out? No, I'm tired, man. This wore me out. <sighs> Thank you for kids all day. <laughs> all right, that's the show. See you next week, everybody. Like, subscribe, comment, all that shit. Woo! I mean, Is it though? it's about the same amount of talk about Nazis. There you go. We need to bring back Nazi talk again. It's been a while. I feel like something happened recently with Nazis, didn't it? Yeah, I know. Not the usual. Like, oh, yeah, the guy with the fucking thing or whatever. The OK sign, which is not OK now. It's fucking My Chemical Romance song. It's not You mean the fucking okay. circle game? I love that song. fucking get punched in the shoulder and they say it's white power now? Yeah, and it was in the it was in a Cubs game. Yeah, and I saw that. Behind the black dude, he saw a guy go like that, and everyone's like, "We're investigating it to make sure that he's never going to step foot into a Wrigley Field again." Blah blah yeah, blah. blah. Like, hey, you know, know what that is from, though, right? What's it from? That's from, that's from Port Portchan. They they uh they they, they have like the comp they have these competitions where uh, they try and like turn something that's not a hate symbol into a hate symbol by uh, spreading it around. Uh, like alt-right and Nazi groups until they start using it, and they basically do it to ruin. They also do stuff like they make fake uh, things of like, you know, like the pedophilia in a LGBT community? Like, yeah. they started that. They were the ones who started that. That was not LGBTP. Yeah. I mean, there might be a few, but I don't, that's not a mainstream thing of any sorts. And that was... They're trying to take over the rainbow flag right now, the last thing I saw. I started memeing it a little bit, too, because I thought it was hilarious, the whole, the colors are only beautiful if they're separated. I'm like, ah, oh, that's glorious. Such pure, unadulterated racism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what this flag's about. That's what this whole show's about. <laughs>